What it is, what it do, gamers. This is Kevin, a.k.a. Shonuff71. And we are here with Season 1, Episode 20 of the Gaming Vessels Podcast. Along with me in the digital studio, we've got the Bay Area Terra, Dez. What's going on, my friend? Not much, my friend. You know, uh, just happy to be here recording this fantastic podcast. Can't believe it's been 20 episodes. Can you believe that? Crazy. You know. It's yeah, yeah. It time this year has been flying in general, but <laughs> this I can't believe that we're like at episode twenty already. Yeah, time goes by fast, and I'm enjoying every minute of it. Oh, me too, me too. And we also have the food max of gaming, Trader Joe. What's going on, bro? Not much, man. Just relaxing on this wonderful uh, weekend. Uh, morning on that. So grateful to get good night of sleep <laughs> and to be able to be rested and ready for this weekend, of course. So, yeah, I know. I got your, I got your, uh, I got your, uh, your text. You're like, I'm going to bed. And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I got the outline well, out and I'm going to bed. And I'm like, oh, okay, bye. <laughs> well, yeah, literally because la- yesterday I went to work. I had a good night's sleep prior, but uh, I dropped my wife off. And literally, I was going. I went to four Game Stops yesterday, plus Best Buy, plus going to Kaiser, plus going to Trader Joe's. So I was I, a little bit tired. I so. can't. You know what? I have to say, I have to say, thank you, Joe, because Joe, you know, did something very, very, you know, very, very great for for Kevin and myself. So I want to, I just want to, you know, acknowledge Joe on the podcast and say thank you, because what'd you do, Joe? What'd you do out of the kindness of your heart? Um, I purchased uh, uh, SNES classics for both you and Kevin, along with myself. So yes, so so yeah. Joe has the hookup. I'm telling you, like if you don't if you don't have a Joe in your life, you know, <laughs> and you like games, you need to get one. You need to get a Joe because he's. I mean, we're gonna pay him back, of course. It's oh, yeah. just very, very like I was very happy because he's just like, like, like I'm sitting at work and he's like, bling, hey, I gotta, I, I gotta held, you know. SNES classic, you know, reach if you guys want them. Let me know. And I was just like, what? Oh, it's like, it's like Santa Joe. It came through. <laughs> so well, originally I talked to a couple of the GameStop uh, managers that I know. And I said, well, I'd much prefer to pay for my SNES classic using my credit versus having the outlay cash at Best Buy. But uh uh, once I kind of connected the dots, basically, it just became a fact that I wanted to see if, you know, Kevin or you, Desmond, uh, wanted the system, too, as well. And then, obviously, uh, one of the GameStop managers, though, they were they were kind of in hot water, I guess, because the fact that uh, people were calling their store for the fact that they had one left in stock, one in their computer system, because they're supposed to be totally all sold out. And obviously, I didn't uh, take the day off of work. I waited until I got off of work. And so they wanted me to get down to the store. Uh, El Pronto, huh? yeah, El Pronto Tonto. They gave me a deadline of four o'clock to get down there, and uh, so I'm all like, you know, trying to stop at the one GameStop on the way home to pick up the one there, <laughs> going home, dropping off my wife, and trying to get back out the Sanger, go pick up the other system, uh, you know. Yeah, I gotta give it up for both Anthony Gina at the Sanger location, and also uh, Gerardo uh, at the uh, Kings Canyon location, because you know they they do me well, man. They do me well, so. Yeah, this is so. in Fresno, so if you're in Fresno, go say, yeah. go say hi to these people, the, these GameStop managers. I know GameStop gets a bad rap, but you know if you got if you got the in, you know they they can really you know kick you down some really good, 
really good stuff. So. Well, no, it's just they take care of their customers, man. Exactly. They, they know where yeah. they're. You know, we know they know I do the surveys. That's one one of the main things. I was kind of explaining uh, to Desmond and Kevin on game night that uh, basically they live and die on these surveys, and so it's very important for them to get positive ratings on their surveys, and it creates good numbers for them, and you know, lets their higher ups know that they're doing a good job mm-hmm. on there. So, and and I hate to say, but a lot of sometimes if someone gets bad surveys, they maybe get their hours lessened and possibly, you know, start to get reprimanded and that kind of thing. And I, I don't crazy. know how, how, how much weight those surveys play into the fact that um, they have aggregates basically with GameStop that if you get enough good positive surveys, your store becomes a prestige store. It's not based on sales. It's based on positive surveys, actually. So I never knew that because like whenever I buy a game, they're just like hounding me, you know, to do one of those surveys. I never really thought it's like, well, it's a survey, you know, fuck it, man. you know, yeah. and and every time they're constantly like, you know, please fill the survey, please fill the survey. And I was just like, oh, OK. But, you know, they never when I guess maybe it's just how they are. They never just tell you like like why you should do it. You know, they're just, yeah, like, know. just, just do it. And like now if they had told me like, hey, you know, because I have a I have one that I frequent here in San Francisco, you know, and so I, I you know, I, I, I frequent one. So. If they'd have just told me, like, hey, it's very important, you know, because it really helps the store out, I'd have been like, okay, you know, because I'm, like, I'm not an asshole. I'm not saying people who don't fill out service surveys are. It's just, you know, if you if you really need me to do yeah. something, then, you know, all right, cool. Uh, fine. You get busy sometimes. You don't have time to do it, but, uh, you know, it just take a, takes a couple minutes. Yeah, and they're not, that, they're not that long. Yeah, and the thing about, too, is that the – Stores that are named Prestige actually get Prestige Days, and all the Prestige stores has a specific sale for uh, if you're a Power Up Rewards member and be able to go in there. And, and only the, the Prestige stores has the sales going on. Uh, I think it's twice a year, might be three times a year. So, oh, wow. so if your store meets Prestige, that basically means you don't have to drive out of the way to go get the like you know hookup at the time. You know, so. Cool. See, the more you know. Yeah. <laughs> the more you know. So. If, if, definitely, folks. If you've got someone at, uh, I feel like we should be getting, we should be sponsored by GameStop at this point. Yeah, we talked about him a lot. I didn't realize we were going to, but but you know, uh, <laughs> you know no, I mean. if, if 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 there's a store that's been helping you out with uh, customer service, because there's only so much they can do within the realms of the corporate structure. But if they've been going above and beyond, and it doesn't matter if it's GameStop or whomever. You know, whatever service or product you're buying, if there's an opportunity to help someone who's been uh, kind of going above and beyond uh, the the what is required from someone in the retail space, and, and they, there's an opportunity to help them out with a survey, go ahead and do it. Uh, public service announcement from the Gaming Vessels crew. Uh, and speaking of helping us, helping people out... <laughs> We're going to talk about some things that uh, we hope is going to be able to help you out, folks. And we're going to be talking about backlog, how we're dealing with it, how we're going about working through it, how we're the reasons why we have a backlog to begin with, and uh, and some of the things that kind of add and uh, take away from from that backlog. So I'm going to say. Right from the jump, I'll go ahead and, and and kick our our topic off real quick. My backlog was caused by one thing, and if you've been listening to this show, 
if you've been listening to uh if you've listened to gamer husbands when i was on that show you already know what it is and that's persona 5 yep uh 321 hours if you combine both my half my well more like a quarter uh replay up until the, when i restarted the game and finished it yeah about 3 300 and 320 plus hours into persona and persona 5 i didn't play hardly anything else <laughs> so that was the cause of my backlog. Um, and, you know, it, it's, just, it's just one of those things. Sometimes, uh, for me, there's only been one other, one other time where a game has just, like, captivated me. And just, it's like, that's all I'm playing. I have to be, I have to be frank. This is the first time I've ever, sp- I've spent this much time at least as far as I can recall, um, dedicated all my free gaming time to one particular title with, for this long. Uh, I think the last game that I did something similar, although not quite as severe, not quite as drastic, was uh, Catherine. Uh, for those folks remember that game, uh, I was really into Catherine. Uh, I was playing through that, but I also played a couple other games along with it. I wasn't just just binging on Catherine, but before that, it was probably Grand Theft Auto uh, Two, or it might have been Vice City. You see, the one it was one of the one of those two, where I just found myself just that's all I wanted to play. You know, I still went out and bought other games, but when it came down to hey, I've got uh, you know, Maximo or whatever, you know, <laughs> sitting over here uh, that I just picked up. Well, I think I'm going to be playing uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto. So, but that has been the cause of my backlog this year. Uh, guys, what, what's been the, the main cause of your backlog? Let's just start, Kevin. Or, sorry, let's start, uh, Joe. What was your, um, what's been your backlog? I mean, I think I know. <laughs> Well, I'm to me, it's like, well, it's just a lot of time just spent, just life, you know. Um, you know, obviously, I have a spouse. I have to spend time with my wife and go to work, you know. A lot of times, I find myself drawn to uh, Destiny, to, Destiny, at least at the beginning of the year, was a game I was playing a whole hell of a lot, you know. And in the meantime, you know, I've been dabbling in other games on there. But it just had to do with a lot of uh, point of buying games versus playing games of course you know it's always the uh uh kind of the balancing scale on there obviously as far as time you know a lot of time i've spent time reading gaming news absorbing gaming deals and going this there to get this deal that deal and not spending enough time just hey coming home and just kicking my feet back getting the controller in hand and just going at it you know so so it's all about you know, almost like uh, collecting management versus playing management. And so I just want to get back to what it really means to uh, be a gamer. It's, it, you know, buying games and uh, looking at gaming news and reading Twitter and all that's all part of the the kind of the 
everyday thing for me, but at the same time, it's like I kind of have to get back to the activity that does bring me the greatest joy, which is, you know, playing games. So, well, you did bring up a really good point, though, because, um, so I'm a collector, you know, I collect comic books, I collect various different, you know, things. Um, and part of gaming is your collection, you know, yeah. uh, so. So sometimes, like, I find myself, it's like, am I getting this game to have it in my collection, you know, or am I getting to play it? And I think that um, sometimes those two ideas can, you know, coalesce. It's like, you know, sometimes you you buy a game because, like, you like the the creator, you like uh, the way it looks, the way it plays, or or, or it got good reviews, or, or, or something to, to that effect, but you're... you're your drive to play it is not is not as um, it, it's not as big, you know, or driving as as say other games, and, and I think that was one of the things that happened with um, with a uh, with a couple other games like like near like I know we, we put some of the games on on our list of uh, our backlog titles is is near Automata, so like I really I really you know liked like that game um but i haven't really played it you know and and i know i'm probably doing myself a disservice by not playing it but it's just one of those things where i wanted to support i wanted to support the the, the game and the company and the people who were who were making it you know because i i, I like the studio and it got really good you know re, it, it got you know fairly favorable reviews but i just haven't found the time to play it and it's like you know you know and i'm thinking like why is that like i bought the game you know to support the studio to to play the game because it looks amazing but i just haven't you know taken the time to to actually sit down and just do it so it's just one of those things you, you just kind of think about it's like like what what's stopping me from from doing it you know is it is it just a collection type of thing because i want to like I, I want it in my collection as a as as i don't want to say prestige but i mean maybe that's maybe it's part of that as well um but and I, and, I, and and I'm speaking to you specifically, Joe, because I know I know that's that's a you know a big thing for you because you know you are a lifelong gamer. So so I think yeah. the, the the collection aspect of it, you know, can be a bit more um, a bit more forefront, you know, to because it is about, about about having it in your collection, you know, not so much playing it as as it is having it in your collection, knowing that I own that, I I I have that physical copy, and I know that when you when you um, when you look at your collection and I've seen your collection, like it's, it's pretty, it's pretty big, you know, you know, you're, it, 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 it you know, it kind of fills you with probably a sense of like, you know, accomplishment. Like I have these games or I have these systems and, you know, or, and I'm, I'm sure it's a, a little bit of that for you as well, Kevin, but you know, is, is that, what do you think sometimes it, it, it can be a little bit as well It's like, you know, Hey, you know, I have these things, but you know, it's, it's just, too many games and too little time is that you know do you think that's yeah. one of the things yeah it's like having the proverbial like you know 50 loaves of bread in your freezer and you only could eat one at a time you know yeah, kind one of one sandwich at a time you know well, yeah one slice of bread at a time and you know a lot of my back in the 90s i was a big fan of japanese games specifically jrpgs and it seemed like for whatever reason it's like you know we weren't assured that everything was going to come out in nope. English and in the U.S., you know. So um, a lot of times, you know, you wanted to make your, you know, voice heard with the dollar, you know, you'd be able to go out and buy the games you want to come out and support 
even though maybe you're not going to play the game exactly right away per se on there. Uh, so every time like a new Dragon Quest comes out, I'm all there day one, you know, no question. It's because of that reason on there. A lot of people feel the same way about Final Fantasy too, where, you know, uh, at the point in time during the SNES uh, era that we weren't assured of getting every game. I mean, uh, Square wound up uh, um, skipping five, which was one of the great, best best games in the series from U.S. release because they felt the game was quote-unquote too hard for uh, United, U.S. audiences. They weren't uh, willing to throw the money down to get these cartridges manufactured if it was going to bomb. <laughs> it was really going to uh, cause an issue. And so uh, that's why if you look at your SNES catalog, you know, you see Final Fantasy 2 and 3, that's really 4 and 6. And so um, I still will buy certain games from certain publishers um, especially certain developers. It, it's kind of lessened down as, as of late, but, you know, um, I will still buy it, you know, day one, just quote-unquote one to have it, and two that, you know, you get a lot of, okay, you know, all the pre-order incentives, like, you know, buy this game from GameStop, get your art book if you pre-order, you know, or something where you're getting a collector's edition of some sort. And so you kind of get into the whole... Um, my my Asia, you know, to be in the whole background as far I got to buy this. I got to buy this now or I'm not going to be able to get the collector's art book. I'm not going to be able to get the, uh, you know, DLC codes, da, 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 D, D, D. And so that becomes to where uh, you wind up accumulating a few games in, in your back catalog, you know, so on there. But that also speaks to another thing. It's like because this is... Um some of these games have a scarcity about them, or or, yeah. or there, there's a limited print run. I know some of those um, DS games uh, that came out a while ago. Like if you don't pick them up, you don't get them. You might not get them either. You know, I guess what is it? Dragon Dragon Quest, the the remake they did of nine. I think it's not nine. It's um six. Uh, yeah, six. Six. Yeah. Like that shit's like eighty bucks now. When they when they when they re released it for the for the DS, you know, because it just it was just one of those things that just didn't didn't come out, you know, and I, and so I think like, well, well, you know, what the hell, you know, uh, you know, and 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 the deals right now are so enticing to get you to buy it, you know, now, uh, and and then you have that kind of thing of like, well, I'll get to it, you know, yeah. it's that it's like I'll get to it a little bit later, or or I'll do this, or or I'll do that, you know. Another thing, too, is like, you know, sales, you know, like Gamers Club Unlock, you know, Amazon Prime getting a discount for buying it on release on there. You know, Gamers Club Unlock, at least you could buy it whenever. But, you know, obviously, if you're buying a game like, say, uh, I was at Best Buy yesterday, I was looking at Gundam Versus. It just came out yesterday and I'm looking at it on the shelf going, hmm, hmm, just trying to decide whether I'm going to pick this bad boy up because, you know, once the two copies on the racks go, <laughs> Not sure if I'm going to be able to get it at least in store. And, uh, you know, as far as the, the scarcity of said items, you know, it's like, you know, obviously I still be able to get the game digitally. So it's not even a question of that, you know, but uh, but then, and then, and then but that's another thing, though, not to cut you off. But that's another thing. Like then you have physical versus digital, because like I have a crap load. I know you, pro you both probably have tons more of just games that are in it in our digital library and i think yeah. to myself am i ever going to get to these games you know and, and and it looks cool you know but 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 are am i gonna get to those games because having it digitally is so easy because at that point all it matters is is the storage on your system 
You know, again, you know, how much can I, how much can I have or 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 own or or, or have in my in my system, you know, on my system? So, again, it's just crazy. Yeah, you're you're kind of starting to get into steam itis. Yeah, uh, and those steam <laughs> when, sales when you, crazy. Yeah, when you start doing that, that's one of the things that, um, you know, you were talking about uh, having a sense of pride. Or, or a sense of accomplishment in if you're able to look at your collection on the shelf. Um, I'm old school. So I grew up with in television, ColecoVision and all and you know the old old stuff. you know my brother picked up a pong unit from a swap meet you know in the early 70s and that was my real first introduction into gaming and I've been more or less addicted ever since. But I can I can go to my mom's house and walk into my old room and I can see all of my ColecoVision games. I can see all of my Intellivision games from like 1982, <clears throat> 1981, 1978, you know, 1977, still there, still in their boxes, still with the overlays there's a sense of I, I I think it it comes to a perspective of history uh, from a that's why I'm so into that's why I would always I will always prefer physical over digital if it's uh, if it's if it is at all possible or convenient because it, I can see the trajectory of my interest in this hobby from where it started to where it is now you know there there's something kind of cool uh when i can break out my coleco vision still in the box still in the styrofoam lining that it came in and it looks like it was manufactured yesterday and i and folks that is absolute true if you were to look at my coleco vision today in 2017 it looks like it was made yesterday it, it there is not a speck of dust on it because it's still in the original box. <laughs> For whatever reason, that was the only console that I didn't leave on my shelf. I have no idea why that was. I would always unpack it, play it, pack it back up, put it back in the box, put it back on the shelf. I, it, that's the only console that I have that I, that I did that with. None of the other ones I did that with. But that one, I for whatever reason, I did. And it's just really neat to be able to. Oh yeah, that's Zaxxon. I remember when I was, you know, playing that playing that with my dad, and uh, you know, Donkey Kong, and you know, running running through through that game, and Donkey Kong Junior. It's it, it seeing it physically on your shelf triggers a, a, a memory, at least for me. Of yeah, I remember when I remember the Christmas I got that game. I remember the Christmas I got that system. So, all of my old, my desire to have those physical copies, which I.e. turn into backlog in some instances because of, you know, lack of time. And you know, I, I said I spent three hundred plus hours in Persona Five. I don't want to make it sound like that. All I do is is, is sit at home and play games. Uh, by the time I finished Persona 5, just about everybody that bought that game had already finished it, like 
way way before i uh before i i did you know i have limited amount of time i've got a wife i've got a job and um, you know the 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 backlog that builds up is from the is a lot of it is at least from my perspective from my perspective when i when i look at it i only count it with the amount of time that I'm able to dedicate to gaming. I really don't throw everything that I do and mix that into the bowl because I I feel that that is kind of segmented. You know, there's work time, private time, uh, uh, family time, there's game time, and th- and each one of those uh, those those that those groups of minutes, seconds, hours is grouped individually. And I work within the confines of those sections, if that if that makes any sense. So, you know, as I'm trying to stay on top of what's coming out, I'm still working on whatever has me captivated, in this case, Persona 5. And I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm acquiring this game, that game, the other game, and it's sitting on my shelf. And it's like a physical reminder that, yeah, I do have I do have that title that I need to get back to. Uh, I need. I do need to play. Um, sometimes, I you know, for me, sometimes by the time I'm ready to address something in my backlog, I think you know. Well, do I really feel like going back into this? You know, is this something that I can use to trade to get something I'm more interested in right now? Um, so that 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 does help with whittling it down. But I have to say, for this year at least with the games that I have right now that I haven't gotten to with the exception of one, that's not the case. I want to play everything that I, that I have that I've acquired uh, since my persona five quest. I, I really don't want to get rid of anything, you know, uh, I definitely want to, I want to get into and complete, you know, Yakuza zero and you know Yakuza Kiwami, and and I want to go back to and and, and finish Tokiden Two, you know, I and God Eater Two. You know, those are those are games that I want to go back to and finish. So it's not it, th- this year has been c- kind of different with for me with regards to the backlog because I can't say okay, well, you know, I can get rid of this, 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 and this because I want the I want the new hotness now. It's not like that. Because these are definitely titles that I want to get back and 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 mix it up with. And it seems like the new hotness might be just as foot the fall gaming rush, like you know, games that we you know as diehard gamers are not going to necessarily be like too interested in, like you know, the Fifas, the Maddens, the um, sequels, Battlefront twos, that kind of thing. You know, where <laughs> I'm, yeah, you know, I'm focused all year round on games. I don't just wait for these ten pole releases to come out. You know, on mm-hmm. uh, so. Yeah, I definitely feel you too. It's like, you know, I it's good that you want to when you bought these games in the past that you want to keep them because of the fact that uh that interest is still there that drew you to those games to begin with on there too. So, well, I have to be honest. I think the reason I still have them is because there if there was a trade-in policy at some retailer, I was never aware of it. Yeah. That was number one. And number two, I wasn't buying my own games at the time. I was, you know, my parents were fitting the bill. 
Yeah. So, um, you know, the I and the and it's hard enough. Well, at least for me, I'll, I'll just speak for my for my for my own uh, experiences. It's hard enough to con- convince your your parents to, hey, uh, you you know that 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 game that you bought me last year because all of my games for the most part were acquired during Christmas and birthday. Um, yup. <laughs> very very little very mm-hmm. little was given to me between those two those two points until you know the time that my you know my dad said I don't I'll I'll drown you in video games just don't do drugs. <laughs> so I, I, I took I took full advantage of, of that kind of scare that took place in 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 the in the uh, late seventies early eighties. Um, but until that time, I only got I, I only I only got games like twice a year. I would I, I would usually get a, a a nice collection of them, but that was the only time I got them. So being trying to trying to convince my parents to hey let me trade in this game and so I can get that game that wouldn't probably wouldn't have gone over very well because they'd be looking okay I paid x amount of dollars for this game and they're not going to give me what I paid so why do you want to trade this in it it, it would have been that, that would have been a no go that 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 wouldn't have flown so the fact that I wasn't buying my own game to the time I was a kid and the fact that even if there were services or retailers that would allow you to do trade-in programs and whatnot, I just didn't know about it. That's how I w- I'm able to have, and I'm thankful for it, that I was able that I'm able to have this collection of, you know, Intellivision, ColecoVision, Dreamcast. You know, I had a whole bunch of Saturn games, but that's a whole other story. But have, being able to to have that collection now and look back on it, I'm thankful for it because I was not aware there were no trade-in things that you could do. Once you bought the game, that was yours unless you sold it to a friend. That's how it was back then, though. Uh, I didn't know of a retailer or any place to trade back or sell games back to. And it was always mom-and-pop places, at least until the advent of uh, Funkoland in the mid-'90s on there. So, like, in Fresno, it was always BRE Software, which started, you know, mainly selling Atari ST and Amiga games back in the day. So Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, and that was a whole other kettle of fish because the a great way to catch up and pick up those games that you missed out on was the BRE software annual sale. Mm, man, oh, man. I remember that those. was a great uh. way to pick up on. And you know, you were in a way you were, you were adding to your backlog, but in another way you were saving money because there were some great discounts, uh, a whole bunch of titles that, you know, for, for me, you know, going to school and work, you know, and working, not having, not being able to go out and get the game that I wanted right when it came out, I really depended on those annual sales uh, in order to catch up and even get systems that I wanted. That's how I got my uh, uh, my first Saturn. Uh, was that? No, I, I got my Dreamcast new, but it, it was a great way to catch up on older titles that you missed. I I did enjoy those BRE software annual sales. That was that was awesome. So, 
But uh, you know, sales. But then those sales added to the back, the backlog. They did. They did. They did. That's always the thing. It's like you know, GameStop offers their buy two get one free. You know, because they're all about the um, they're all about the 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 resale. You know, and because they're 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 their secondary you know chain market chain. So they that's that's their. I mean, that's their their, that's their bread and butter. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, so you know. Sometimes I do wish, you know, because like again, I read comics. So I wish I was like Madrox, the multiple man. I can make 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 copies of myself and have them play games, you know, while I'm sleeping, <laughs> reabsorb them and get the knowledge. Like, oh, that game sounds like it was great, you know. But you can't, you know. And then and then you 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 throw in the whole thing about see, and that's just that's just games for one system. Talk about the exclusives, you know, because we all own multiple sets, like you know, you know, PS4s. Xboxes and switches and DSs and so then you think about like like how you're parsing your time in order to play these games for these experiences you know and 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 so it's just very it's just funny because like I have I have games on like so I just bought a switch I don't know if you know about that Kevin I just bought a switch I found one in the city you know and they had just opened a new Target um, down. Uh, down by Stonestown. If, if, if you're familiar with San Francisco, there's a, a mall. Uh, there's a mall down uh, down by San Francisco State, and um, they just opened. Because um, Target is just like they're popping up everywhere in San Francisco. But anyway, uh, they had a switch. Like no one else in the city had a switch. Like you literally had to go like 30, 40 miles outside of the city to get one. So I was very shocked that Target had one. So I went in and and bought it because. I, because mainly because uh, Mario's coming out, and I really wanted to play Mario Odyssey. Really wanted to play Mario Odyssey. So, mm-hmm. so I was like, okay. So, so I went and I got it, and I, you know, I got Breath of the Wild, and um, you know, just because I had something to play, haven't played it. You know, I I got it <laughs> earlier this week, and it's all plugged up and everything. Paul's played it, but I haven't. I haven't played it. Like I've been playing Destiny too. You know, like that's yeah. just the that's just the game that is just like really like on my mind. And so, and earlier Joe was talking about how how um, you know sometimes you'll have old standbys, you know, and you go back and you play something else yeah, that you played before. Like Skyrim is that game for me. Like when I'm bored or I don't really want to start a new game uh, to get really into, I, I will you know I put up boot in Skyrim and a scope, you know, play, run around, and then and then I'm done. You know, I'm, I'm my game playing is satiated. So yeah. it's really it's really weird how that happens because the last game that I really got into, and you guys are going to scoff at it. Well, some of the listeners will, will scoff at it. Was um was Mass Effect Andromeda? You know, I like put you know 130 hours into that game. Like, you know, people have hated on it, but I I thought it was fine and I really enjoyed it. And so I was just I'd come home, I'd play that game. You know, much like you did, Kevin, with uh, with Persona Five. And then once it was done, once I was done with it with that game, there was that lull. And maybe you felt this too um, when you after you beat you know Persona Five and, and how and when I beat Mass Effect Andromeda, there was just sort of this like there was this like empty space because it's like huh, I've done everything that I could do in this game, you know, and it's like huh, you know now now I have to go find something else to play. You know, because there is something refreshing about about, you know, having a game that is somewhat all consuming because like you really enjoy the experience. And then when the experience is gone, like, oh, I don't know, you know, and I think that's something else that that kind of happens. It's like once you find a game that you really just kind of want to play, like all other 
all other games just kind of melt away, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's I, what it was for, for you for, was, was Persona. I mean, it was Andromeda, and now it seems to be. And I want to say Destiny's like that because I think the thing with the thing with Destiny is you don't beat Destiny. Like, it, it, it's a fallacy if you think that, you know, beating Gaul at the end was the end of the game. Like, that's not how it is. No, like, no. Beating Gaul was just, was just something to, like, give you a, a, a carrot at the end of the stick because you had to do that in order to, to open up the rest of the game. So that's why with with destiny like i can fire it up play it and then put it down you know and go play something else that that's much more story driven so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. something with destiny with me it's like you know i only got like maybe 45 minutes to play before i go to bed or something i could go and do a couple bounties a couple strike you know a couple of you know just missions and just grind it out and just kind of zone out and be able to relax it almost it's almost like a relaxing thing to me so yeah it's I th I think what you were talking about, Des, have after you've completed some a game that has just drawn your attention and just like drained all of your you know that that block of time, whatever blocks of time that you have in a in a given week for uh, to play. It was weird because of a part of me, just just a very somewhere deep inside inside my 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 gamer spirit said you should restart this and play again i i, I kid you not i i kid you not I, I i it wasn't very loud it wasn't very uh uh you know it wasn't that that oh i need i need to jump back into it because i think the reason that was was because when I restarted, I knew that I it was unlikely that I would get the ending that I wanted to get. So I had done enough research, you know, beforehand. Because you know, for me, you know, you kind of sort of have to do that with some of these JRPGs. Uh, you know, you invest all this time and you don't get the ending that you want to get. So I knew I'd have to build up my social links to get the one the ending I wanted to get. So when I finished it and it ended and I got the ending that I wanted to see, part of me was like, you know, why don't you, if you restarted it and you did this differently or you, you push this social link to, uh, further, you did this and did like, yeah, I guess I could do that. But no, th th that, that feeling, I, I suppressed that like super quick because like, nah, you know, Persona 5 is a game I'll never get rid of. It'll always be in my library, you know, and at some point down the road, I'll revisit it and, and play it again, play through it again, um, because I think it's just that good. But there's, I got I got, I got other stuff to play. No, that was the same that happened with me in Mass Effect. Because in Mass Effect, you can play it as the, as either one of the writer, like the, the twins, either the boy or the girl, so I played as the girl, the girl first, and played through all that, and blah blah blah. And I thought, okay, well, well, I had that same. It's funny that you said that. It was that voice. It's like you know, hey, or maybe I can play it again, you know, and, and experience it. Maybe it'll be a little different, and you know, I'll be able to relive some of this stuff. And and you're right, it was not. It just was like, no, you know, I I, I <laughs> I've given it what I needed to give it. You yeah. know, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go now. You know, and mm -hmm. that's the thing. And you know, will I keep Mass Effect? I don't know. You know, 
at this point, it probably should because you ain't going to get nothing for it. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I might as well just keep it. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I totally feel you, you know, in that, you know, when you when you when you get a game that kind of just kind of speaks to you and, and pulls you in, you just want to you, you just want to continue to play it like you just want to you want to continue to experience it, you know, even even when, you know, it's going to it's going to go away. So mm. I mean. I mean, that sounds kind of sad because you spend so much time with it, you know, and then you and then you're like, OK, we're done. Thank you for the time, mm-hmm. you know. Well, you it. know, it's 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 funny. And, you know, we, um, I'll mention this is one of the it's a, a podcast from one of the major sites. I think it's IGN. And they talked about a study that was done in conjunction that that's something that Bungie uh, co- uh, consult had been consulting with a small team of psychiatrists to find out what makes something addictive. And I think there, in in some form or fashion, I think all games kind of kind of do. And I think it's been, I I, th- I think it's probably been that way in the beginning. I I don't think it was all that far deep into it, but. There are some things that you just like to do and you keep on doing uh, that, you know, that's kind of sort of what the what the what a hobby is to begin with. It's something that you do when you're off time that you enjoy doing over and over and over again. Um, Some people like fishing, you know, some people like, you know, going out to the range and shooting. Some people like golfing it. I don't think it's it's. I think it's something that's buried into the human psyche that whatever action that you're taking that you find enjoyable appeases some part of the brain that responds to that responds to a sensory intake that hey this is something I'm going to continue to do I want to continue to do I want to continue to do that takes me out something that I can dedicate this time to outside of my nine to five grind. And there was a really good, it was a really good uh, discussion that they had. And I'm not the biggest fan of, of uh, these big sites and, and, and their opinions, but I have to admit that that was very uh, interesting that they, that they would go and kind of study the uh, psychological side of what makes an action uh, addictive or appealing to the to a person's you know sense you know pl- pleasure sensors for lack of another word from lack of another phrase in, in the human brain and that they would consult that but I think it's something that's been addressed in any hobby since you know you know you know whatever you know Adam sitting in the garden whittling away at a at a at a stick you know turning it into something you know some maybe that was the first hobby at some point somebody decided to 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 say hey i'm going i there i do this work whatever that work was and i have this downtime between when i'm working and when i'm sleeping uh i'm going to go do something and i think for us you know in playing video games it just kind of, I think it's something that just appeals to whatever the hobbies in general, but for us specifically, video games just kind of speaks to that internal 
element that keeps calling us back to partake in this to partake in this hobby, you know. Um, but I, I have one more que- I have one more question for you, for you guys. With the flash sales, Steam sales, all of it seemed like there's a flash sale on some digital platform like every other day. Is it a discipline for you to put the brakes on it and say, okay, yeah, there was this game that I missed when it first released. Now it's you know it was twenty bucks. Now it's a dollar ninety nine. You know, is there? Do you find yourself you know having to discipline yourself and not buying it and adding to that to that digital that digital backlog? It's still backlog, but that digital backlog. Or is that do you, do you get to the point where you I'm just not even going to look because I don't I don't feel like adding to it. I'll let How Joe speak to that because Joe Joe is the addict of, of us all, you know, <laughs> for lack of a better word. So, uh, so how do you put I, the brakes on Joe when, when when you see them digital cells, you know? Because seriously, I'll be straight up at work and I'll get a tweet from Joe. He's like, "Yo, flash sale, PSN," and I'm like, "Oh, okay, thanks, Joe." <laughs> He's like, because like oh. you like this, like for, see, and that's the thing for Joe. It's a hobby, like it's a, it's a passion, you know, because you, your gaming has been so, so, um, such a fixture in your life. You know, how do you, you know, put put on the brakes? For me personally, it's 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 a money thing, you know, because like yeah, sometimes you know I I can't get them ends, and then and then the the games I'm kind of like like I really have to want to like I really have to want to, you know buy it buy a game or spend the money on it and to get it like it really has to like talk to me a little bit more and i think as as i'm getting you know older and wanting just to you know spend time playing more games and definitely be you know with the influence of you guys i'm my, my buying habits have changed i mean you know don't don't get it twisted like your your friends and, and the people and your peers affect your buying habits i mean marketers marketers um study that shit all the time so you know, so I definitely, you know, after starting this podcast, you know, have started buying more and more games. And that's not a bad thing, you know, by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, aside from just, like, time management, but because I'm in school yeah. as well, but, you know, and working. But um, for me personally, I just, like, I I am more apt, and I, I, I don't know why this is, but I am more apt to spend money on a indie game that's on sale um and try that then then on a then on a like a full retail game when they when they blow it out unless it's something that i really wanted to play um so for me i never really have a problem with it unless there's like a specific game that i really really want um and if it's a if it's an indie title you know i'm more likely to you know bite the bullet on a on a um on a flash sale like um like Darkest Dungeon, I I waited I waited for quite a while, you know, because it went on sale and then I missed it, you know. And Joe is just like, you know, hey, you know, you know, it'll be on sale later if you really if you really can't have it if you really can wait, you know, it'll be on a flash sale. So I had other things to play, and then sure enough, you know, maybe two or three months later, the flash sale hit again and it was on sale, and I was like, all right, and the sale was actually cheaper than it was during the first sale, so I was like, okay, so I bought it, you know. So so for me, you know. You just have to you just have to be patient and wait for it, because if it's on the if it's on the PSN, like they're not gonna take it down. Like I don't like I don't even know if they 
actively take games down that are on PSN. Like, I don't even know, like, if there's a statute uh, of limitation for how long you can it, have a game on there. Like, I really it, do not know. You know, it hasn't happened yet for PlayStation since the PlayStation Network's gone online because it only went online with uh, PS3, really. Oh. So, and they haven't brought down the PS3 store yet and i don't think they're going to for a while i mean nintendo is a whole other thing which we will cover in our news story uh on there that there's uh, uh, a time when that line is drawn and you know same thing happened with the original xbox where they stopped uh, having the ability to be able to download uh, extra content for uh that on there but uh, all the 360 stuff is still up for people so yeah. so it's, it's it's a delicate balance because of the fact that you got libraries uh, available and obviously you still want to be have the ability to be able to download patches for some of your games on that and, and so it gets in the whole archival thing as far as your question though i know you're um you know kind of giving it to me as far as what I view as far as what's worthy to, as a purchase now versus a purchase later or even at all. It just depends on it. What my wife has tried to get me to do is like uh, pretty much ask me the questions. Is this something I'm going to be playing now? Is it something I'm going to be playing in six months? I mean, it just depends too, as far as the, the limited availability of the item, like if I'm buying a collector's edition or something like that. And I, recently I actually, God forbid, uh, I canceled some pre-orders I made because I just re-examined uh, my potential purchase, and I'm like going, okay, um, will I be playing this now? Nope. And so, a uh, game in question, um, I had a pre-order for Senran Kagura. Who Peach, are Peach you? Flat. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? This is not Joe Petrancosta. Where is this? Who is? What's going on? <laughs> just kidding. I think no, this great. is me. I, I I have to come to the point. I, I hem and haw about a lot of things sometimes. It's like it's, and for good reason. It's like you know uh, the last Senran Kagura game I have not played. You know the one that came out Estival versus Estival for us. Uh, yeah, and so I know Peach Boys. Yeah, and I got nothing against the series at all, but uh, it's just the point that uh, I'm going to be buying that game later. You know, either used or on a discount. On there, I'm, I'm all about the discounts. I think you've known on that, yeah. so I won't buy a AAA great. game. Usually, I mean, I'm sending Desmond tweets about Walmart having this damn Horizon Zero Dawn on sale for twenty bucks, you know, used. And so it just depends on you know, if I want to buy the game right away, if I want to support the developers. But at the same time, it's like okay, there's only so much time in the day too, and I'm trying to manage my backlog, you know. So. Um, and I can't support every developer, every indie developer, every publisher out there. I can't keep the industry afloat just by my purchase dollar. I only could do what I could do to play what I want to play, and that's it. Well, you're you helping know, so. out a lot, okay, my friend. Okay, but but I, I have to ask this question though. Yeah. You're in you're in the game room. Yes. Rose comes in and you've got Peach. Peach Beach Splash running on your gaming TV. Yes. Did that possibility have anything any anything to do with you canceling the pre-order? Not at all. Really, really. I got to I, I got to say, I I would be able to explain it, but I, I wouldn't want to. I I wouldn't want to go through the hassle. I I just wouldn't <laughs> would would not want to go through the hassle because it is sometimes with with some of the with some of the anime that I watch if it's too violent or there's something you know my you know and my wife sees it she's like 
what is that that you're watching? And it's, it's like I I have to go through this whole explanation of why it's cool to see somebody's head get decapitated. You know, this is the same the same person that <laughs> used to watch Game of Thrones, mind you. But that's a whole yeah. other issue. <laughs> that's that's weird, you know. Like but, Game of yeah, Thrones yeah. was killing folks and chopping folks' heads <laughs> off, you know, and and being eaten by dragons and stuff. And it's like yeah. anime is like I don't know about that. That's kind of yeah, yeah. And and, it, and it's like she's she sees some of the stuff that is like okay, I just don't under, understand it, and I have to explain this cultural divide between what's what what the West seems deems as acceptable and what you know east in the east deems is acceptable and and why it's funny and is it's like i it, it would be an argument it's a, it's it's a battle that i just don't feel i just don't have the energy to fight on that hill oh <laughs> my my thing is uh, you know she doesn't i explain to her i joke around i've talked about senator kagura with her before and then sh- show the uh that they focus on breast in the game that's like the main focus and she's just like you know and she just thinks it's silly kind of thing she's not like painting me into a corner you know it's like you know it's not like i'm at the bar like messing with actual women or something you know or you know doing this doing that you know so she respects my hobby for what it is and if i want to play senran kagura god forbid i'll play senran kagura but even myself, I'm kind of drawing my line because I have to think, okay, what what is this gameplay versus the fan services type of stuff that's in this game? That's why I haven't bought like stuff like Galgun, you know. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I to, uh, and you know, just speaking personally, uh, this stuff is hilarious to me, you know, it, personally. Yeah. But it, you know, it, it's when you when you have when you have a, uh, uh, someone particularly you know someone who has friends whose children have got caught up in some weirdness and some of it is quote unquote anime related and she she's hearing this these horror stories and oh my gosh she's watching this and this this took place and it's like I have to go in and explain okay that is completely different from the type of anime that I watch. That is a whole other separate category. And that's way different. And it's bad and it's wrong if 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 that if whatever's going on with this person is going that's going on. Is separating the the, the minutiae yeah. in it is is for me is for me it's it's like okay, I, I just it would be a battle I just would not want to fight on that hill. And 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 to be honest, like like Estival versus, I thoroughly enjoyed from the gameplay perspective because I like Musso. Um, Peach Beach kind of seemed like a like a Splatoon type thing, and and I'm not really all that into Splatoon. Uh, I have never played it, so I can't really give a definitive answer on on whether the game is good or bad. But it just didn't really appeal to me, so that's kind of why I was like, eh. I, you know, if I never if I never play Peach Beach, it's not going to that's not going to kill me. But that would be a, a, a battle that, that I just would not have the energy. Yeah. <laughs> well, to circle back to, circle back to our discussion about backlog, yeah. though. I mean, I looked at the seventy dollar price for it with all the bells and whistles, art book, all that stuff, and that's crazy. Am, you know, no, I'm right now the used price at GameStop for this game, I believe, is forty bucks, and with my Gamers Club 
the gamers club of my power up rewards i should be able to pick it up for cheaper i'll i'll kind of revisit it later digitally i don't need all the the bells and whistles or the <laughs> whatever else accompaniment with the game uh, i know when they interviewed that they talked with the developers of peach beach blasters inspired by destiny and battlefront in battlefield if you can believe it or not you know when they developed the game so but, uh, <laughs> no, that's that's funny. Really? Is, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah sir. <laughs> you know, you draw your inspirations from multiple different places. So yes, of course. <laughs> so like sure. they're legendary and exotic swimsuits, I guess. I don't. Know. Yeah, there you go. Use <laughs> that legendary. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> it gives you like what is this? Like it's legendary. No, it's an exotic swimsuit that gives you like extra bounce, like literally <laughs> extra bounce. <laughs> So I, I, you know, they make their money off their um, uh, heavy. Well, of course they do. Honor. I mean, come on. With all, know. well, you know, they have like eighty, ninety dollars in DLC available on day one. You know, it's just like, <laughs> you know, that's even, a market. People like that uh, stuff. Is, you know? I know. More I know. If you look at Dead or Alive Five, um, the downloadable one, uh, there's like six hundred dollars worth in DLC and swimsuits and other assorted costumes for the fighters. Even you can see this kind of dripping down to. Capcom with uh, Street Fighter Five and a few other things, you know. So, and so that's just makes it, that's a whole other different discussion for a whole different day on that. Mm -hmm. So, um, but for me, my top backlog titles right now and the ones I'm looking to get to and the one I want to put a gun to my back basically to force me to <laughs> get to these. And my top three is um, my number one is Xenoblade Chronicles X. I've been waiting to play this game for quite a bit of time for, for whatever reason. I just have not pushed myself to do so. I was super excited for the game to come out, even at work and even at home now. I mean, I got background. My background on my computer at work and home are both Xenoblade Chronicles X, which, you know, is a is haunting reminder of the, the game still existing. It's taunting you. Yeah, it is taunting me. I still want to get to it. It's on the Wii U. I don't regularly play games on the Wii U. I've not played my Wii U in quite a bit of time on that. So I want to definitely get to the game before the online servers are disconnected because knowing Nintendo, it's going to be sooner than later when they get uh, to that. So, uh, and Kevin, what would be your number one for your backlog as far as what you're looking at, what you got your sights on right now? Uh, number one is Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, that was my, that game was the reason why I switched out my, my standard PS4 for a pro. Uh, it's what the reason why I want to get a, the original reason why I want to get a 4K TV. Um, it was Horizon. And, you know, being able to see it in 4K, I guess it was, uh, it, it must have been uh, PSX last year uh, running on that, what, 75-inch, you know, Sony Bravia, super the greatest, you know, $5,000 TV set that they had. I was like, okay, I need to see this and I need to see this in HDR and 4K and all that goodness. And I... I I played a little bit of it, but again, when Persona 5 came out, everything ended. So that's my number one. What about you, Des? Same. I mean, the, the, the two main games that I want to play that really just, I'm just like, like, why haven't I played these games yet? Is um, Nier, Automata, and uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Although I have to get that game, though, to play it. I haven't bought it yet. Um, because it's one of those games that has really held its value, which is not a bad thing, 
by any stretch of the imagination. It's just like you kind of hope, like you know, no, don't you know, go down, you know, because I'm a cheap bastard. <laughs> so it's like you know, so when Joe sends me these things and says like, hey, you know, it's cheaper, and then I'm like, hey, you know, pick it up, pick did it you, up, pick it up, pick it up. So, but did I you buy it yesterday or no? Okay, I'm a bad. I'm bad. I didn't buy it. Yeah, you, you were not bad. That's okay. I <laughs> no, mean, because like I, you send me this stuff, and sometimes I'm just like, you know what? Damn, Joe, this is a really good. This is a really good deal. And then, and then I forget about it, and I'm like, ah, I gotta go buy this, you know? Because sometimes on these deals, you gotta, you gotta run, you know? You gotta. Oh, they they sell out. Yeah, yeah, they still. sell out. And I, I tell you, you like gamers, like when they like they are notorious for looking for deals, and that's not a bad thing at all. But damn, like they are crazy with it like i'm sitting here like you know i want to like i want to i want to buy this and then like if you wait like a day shit's gone sorry try again mm-hmm. try again next mm-hmm. time so whew, it's crazy so yeah those two games are, are games that i really want to play and then for some reason i really want to play the the um the campaign mode of um uh titanfall 2 um something about that game like i still own it I still want to play it. I don't know what it is about it. Like I want to, I want to, I want to do that. And then uh, the other game that I want to play. This is a, this is a few different games. Is um, Diablo three because Joe beat it, and so I'm definitely behind him uh, because we usually you know we'll we'll run together. And so he's able to do adventure modes, and I'm adventure mode, and actually the bounties and actually start pushing the game further. And I haven't done that yet. So so every now and then I kind of want to sit down and. And play Diablo that way. I can just like just run through it, burn through it because I've I've been playing it off and on for about a about a year now, and it's like okay, you know, you just should have got the pot, so to speak. Well, so, yeah, let's 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 go do it, man. So. I mean, that'll give me great pleasure to beat the game with another character with my necromancer. So I have no qualms going through that and playing through that. So. It's just that that D two man, that Destiny two, just uh, wreaking it's, havoc, you know. Calling me, man. Be calling me. Be calling me. As far as yeah. my other, I'll oh, go ahead. Kevin. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, as far as the other games on my backlog, I want to get to um, Middle Earth: Shadows of Mordor, and that's kind of almost calling to me because of Shadow of War coming out, and knowing that you're able to uh, import some of your content into Shadow of War. And I'm not buying, going to be buying Shadow of War right away because of the fact that I still haven't played Shadows of Mordor. So it is a um, fantastic game. I know, and then hearing you talk about it years ago, <laughs> God. <laughs> It's just ridiculous, but uh, I got the complete edition. It was on a flash sale. I picked it up for like less than 10 bucks with all the content. So um, I have a lot of digital content just rotting at the vine. Unfortunately. It was, it was weird about it, so. that game. Like I really enjoyed it because it played a lot like um, the Arkham games. But for whatever, some reason, I got kind of bored with it. I don't know what it is. It's like maybe it opens up a little bit, but I played like I want to say about 30 hours of it and something about it. Just kind of like I don't know, just something about it just just stopped resonating with me. So I, I'll be curious. I'll be curious to hear what you say as a as a third. Because I know Kevin enjoyed it a lot, right? Kevin, you you enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. When you played oh it. man, that that was that that was an. Exp- that, I love that game. It was, see, it was really good. So now, now I want to know what you thought. What you think about it, Joe? Yeah, oh, I definitely would want to kind of dig into it. What do you think about the game, though, Kevin? See, the hook for me was the combat. Yeah. The combat was very like you like you said, Des. It was very Arkham Knight inspired. In fact, I think uh, they went on. They said that 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 
the Arkham games were the inspiration for that combat. It was very visceral, very brutal, lopping off heads off of orcs just never gets tired. Mm. That's kind of sort of one of the, for me, but but I'm a brawler fanatic anyway, but that's kind of sort of one of the things that, that has me concerned with Shadow of War. The focus, I haven't seen a whole lot of focus on the combat. I've seen a lot of focus on get this orc, get that orc, get this this you know orc to do this that and the other which kind of has me worried about their their loot box program that they got going on not so much a whole lot of focus on the combat i mean they show a little bit of it but the main thing is okay you get this orc go through this go through the barricade you have this orc to do you know to launch arrows and take out archers and i i see a lot it's almost like a not quite real time strategy ish, but it's a lot of you know place this orc here and have him do that. Yeah, place this. It's orc like a lot here of management. That it's like yeah, it's a lot of and, exactly and world management. a lot of management. And it's like I want to get in there and I want to lop some heads. Uh, so I'm a little bit apprehensive about Shadow of War uh, because of the em- emphasis more on. The placement and the thing that made Shadow of Mordor so awesome was that, yeah, you could use the nemesis system to build an orc army of generals, but you could also utilize the nemesis system to get more and stronger uh, runes for your weapons. And basically at the end game, you would take on an entire orc army by yourself. That was also one of the options that you could do. I don't think that's possible in Shadow of War mm. because of the way they want you to that what they want you to do. And I love the versatility in the first game. I'm not seeing that in Shadow. I'm seeing management, like you were saying. That has me a little concerned. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it comes out next month, right? It comes out, yeah. and, and, and well, when this comes out, it'll be October. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to come out in a couple of weeks, and uh, I know they're building up the hype on there. And uh, I would love to buy it day one, but like I said, Middle Earth Shadows of Mordor remains unplayed. So I am not going to put my dollar on this game, unfortunately. So that's, if it was something I played, restraint, Joe. yeah, I know. I know, Kevin. Are you buying a day one? Because I know you already beat the game and you're ready to roll with the, the sequel. Um, I don't know. It, it, my apprehension is what's keeping me uh, about the the impetus, the focus on this game is kind of what's keeping me from from doing the pre-order on it. Um, if I do get it, I'll get it on PlayStation because I want to import my uh, my nemesis from the first game. But I don't know if I'm going to get it day one. This may be a Black Friday deal for me uh, because... It the focus just doesn't seem all that much on the combat anymore. Yeah, and that's real. Okay, and then my last game on my list, and I got tons of other games on my backlog list, but the one that I have been thinking more and more about is Final Fantasy 15 on there because one, your positive playthrough through it, Kevin, and also all the other stuff it seems like it's coming out for the game post-launch on there, including the... Uh, um, the multiplayer DLC that's due to come out, um, all the extra additional episodes on there, uh, just looks like that the game is encompassing a lot of the story 
it would seem. And then, then obviously I got Kingsglaive to watch still, you know, I still want to get the full story of it, but I'm definitely interested in, in at least trying it. It's been on my shelf for, uh, I think about a year, year, more than a year when it originally came out. So I definitely am looking forward to digging into that. Uh, honorable mentions for me too, including the a whole uncharted <laughs> series on there i got the nathan drake collection i have not digged into that at all i've dabbled in uncharted one two and three on the ps3 but never really completed any of the games in the series so i definitely want to take a look at that as well especially on the playstation 4 pro with the uncharted 4 with all the bells and whistles and want to be able to get to that as well so that's pretty much my backlog for right now and yeah, one thing I have a week off of work, not this week, but next week, but I will be sure to dig into Xenoblade Chronicles X and also maybe Shadows of Mordor as well during that week so I could get at least the, the party started, quote unquote. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, for me, uh, Horizon was, was number one. Number two is near Automata. Um, played a little bit, but then Persona happened, so that stopped. Uh, and third is a tie, and the, uh, like you, Joe, there's a whole bunch more uh, that I could mention. You know, uh, the Yakuza, the 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 uh, Tokiden, and all that. All those other games are are in the mix too. But uh, it's Uncharted Four and Mafia Three. Um, I when. When Persona happened, uh, I'm I'm talking about it like you know, like it's a tragedy or something. <laughs> you know, well, you know, when Persona happened, uh, my life changed. I was, yeah, I was um, never the same after Persona. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, I was right at the point where, at least to me, the Mafia Three story was really opening up, and I'm not going to talk any spoilers or anything right here. Uh, but it was really opening up. I was doing um, negotiations with the, the your your underworld allies that you need to uh, uh, build these relationships with, and I was kind of getting into the minutia of that system, and I was really starting to enjoy it. So for me, it's going to be both those two games that are going to end my. Uh, most need most need to play on my backlog list. Plus, with Uncharted, you've got the uh, uh, the the Chloe and Nadine DLC that everybody is saying is just fantastic. I mean, some people are saying that it's better than Uncharted Four proper. That's the so Lost I'm, Legacy, right? Lost Legacy, yeah. Okay. So I'm really interested in seeing that. Uh, of course, I'm going to play the the main game. Before the DLC, because as I understand it, there are spoilers uh, in the DLC, which makes sense uh, if you play if you were to play that before. So I definitely don't want to do that. So uh, Uncharted Four and Mafia Three is going to round out my list. So, but yeah, folks, I think that was a great discussion on uh, on our backlog and the woes of you know the woes of backlog. I think we're able to address and uh, yeah, and also folks, uh, listeners, listeners, real quick, listeners, if you have, you know, thoughts about you know backlog and like what you do, like do you parcel games out? Do you try to do different things, or do you feel the same way? Please let us know. You know, send us an email. You know, uh, tweet tweet out to us. Let us know. You know what what your backlogs are. You know, and 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 how you manage it. You know, let let us know. 
Yeah, or you can email us at gamingvessels at gmail.com as well. So, Yes, yes. And so we're going to move on to the playlist. So, uh, Trader Joe, why don't you let us know what's been in your rotation? Uh, a lot of work, a lot of back and forth. Destiny 2 has been the main thing, but uh, since we recorded last, I'm literally – I. Like uh, it was like a, a hometown buffet, it's and, and serving nothing but Destiny Two right there. I was just digging onto it, and it's just like piling my plate on with nothing but D Two on the plate. So yeah, that we that last weekend, and I just literally got my characters up to like around uh, three six two sixty five two seventy light um, power level. Excuse me, I'm so used to staying light. <laughs> still, so. Yeah, me too though. So you're not on there. So you're fine. But, uh, yeah, both both my uh, Titan and my Warlock are up to 270, and then uh, obviously I I didn't get a chance to play all throughout the week until Thursday game night, and game night I pretty much uh, committed to a faction for at least my uh, Titan. I went with uh, Future War Cult and uh, got some. We're getting down to getting our faction levels up until I just my body said I had to go to sleep so I went to sleep <laughs> and have not played anything since I'll, I'll have some hot takes on the uh, SNES classic uh, this upcoming week I'm looking to dig into there's a quite a few indie games that came out this last week I purchased too I'm gonna try to dig into this next week too as long as long as along with getting my d2 levels up of, of course so but I picked up Hob and Ruiner and SteamWorld Dig 2, because all those games have been on my radar. So I mean, talk about backlog. Well, there you go. <laughs> a backlog, a com- um, pretty much uh, I picked up more games than I could even have the time to play this week. So plus all the games in the SNES cl- uh, collection as well. So, you know, I'll be revisiting uh, some of those, including probably what uh, Link to the Past and uh, Final Fantasy 3, along with Star Fox 2. So. But, uh, yeah, Destiny 2 is the only thing I played. I did start Monster Hunter Stories. I started playing the demo. Got, got up to the point to create my character, and I realized I couldn't save, and I turned my system off because I know uh. I didn't want to drain my battery. So I know that I got played, like, the first 10 minutes. Played the first, at least watched the um, beginning um, anime sequence you know, story sequence on there. Um, impressed with the production values in the game. You know, everything just looks good. Pops on that 3DS better. screen. It's yeah. Even better. It's yep. a great game. Yeah, so that's, that's been my week, so. Okay, Des, what's been in your rotation? <laughs> Destiny 2, surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah. Um, game's fun. Game is fun. Mm. Um, and honestly, uh, I've been... So I watch a lot of YouTube um, videos, you know, about Destiny stuff. And, you know, that's how I got I get a lot of my Destiny news and information and listen to reviews, you know, various other, you know, people, podcasts um, and, you know, uh, streamers. I have to feel like I feel really sorry sometimes for um, for the people who play Destiny like nonstop, because this is one of those games that if you play nonstop, you will get bored and burnt really quickly, you know, so. You know, I like I think the game is still fun for me because like like I, I have you guys to play with. I can run and I can do some stuff. And and, and it's a uh, I don't know, like I don't think this is like super competitive, you know, because I don't play Crucible that much. Although I do have to admit this for some reason, this Crucible it just seems a little bit like I actually seem like the weapons just seem better um, and how I'm able to do like I don't feel out outclassed at all 
you know, right now. I don't know. So something about Destiny PvP is a lot different than it was. Like, my, my experience has changed quite a bit. I am definitely a lot less um, adverse to playing it. I don't know. Something, something about it. You Have know, you been playing without stuff. us being involved as far as uh, be, uh, solo gone into the Crucible and play? Yeah. Yeah, I actually have, and and um, I think it's much more of um, a focus because it's only four. Uh, it's really built around uh, team shotting people, um, and and if you like are running with someone else and you and you you know burst down someone, it's really like it's there's something about you know maybe my aim has gotten better. I don't know, you know, it's just something about it is a lot. I think it was. I think it was a good move to move to move it from six to four because I don't feel like I'm being um, completely manhandled, you know, <laughs> like just completely, just like you know, you you run up on like three people and they just like murder you, you know. I just I don't know something about it. Maybe the and the map layouts are different. I don't know. I, I just feel much more competent in my in my abilities to play Crucible during this version. I don't know. It's really weird. Like I, I'm still I'm still you know parsing it out, you know. But sometimes I will go into Crucible and I'll play the matches and I'm just like, okay, I'm actually doing okay. But I find that when I'm running with someone, I'm doing a lot better. I mean, my confidence, you know, and even and even actually striking it on my own and, and like actually you know, dueling with someone, like I'm doing actually a lot better. So I'm like, okay, you know, maybe there is something to this, to this PvP, you know, and I'm willing to do it a, a lot more, you know, just a lot more. So, yeah, Destiny's um, the game that just keeps give, keeps on giving. So. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, Destiny Two is the game that I've been playing the most. I did play, um, and then on my handheld, it's Monster Hunter Stories. The game is amazing. Uh, it's every it's it's everything in a Pokemon game I wanted. <laughs> a Pokemon like game because it's pretty much like you're running through, you're collecting eggs. I just like the ability to battle with my with my monster, you know. And I don't know. It's it's very funny. It's like. Because when you like, I have a Rathalos, or sorry, I have, I have a I have a Rathan, you know that that I have. That's my monster, and I ride it around and I fight with it mostly because it's the strongest one I have. And then like I go up against a a Rathan in the wild, and it's like twice as big. And I'm thinking, are these like pygmy monsters, or like how is this different sizes? I don't know. It's just funny how like the the size difference between the between the monsters you ride versus the monsters you fight, the version that you fight. It's like, are these like you know, little people monsters. It's really weird, you know, just <laughs> looking at it. But the game is a lot of fun. It has a lot more depth in it. I am, I'm just having so much fun just playing the side quests that, like, like I haven't even beat the game yet because I just love running around and doing the side quests and, and the forge quests and this fighting stuff. And you can run around and just pick up everything, literally. Like, there's no, there's no, um, there's no cap on what you can pick up. Seriously, you can have like, like I, I have like you can have like maybe like 999 of everything. I don't know, but I just like literally I run around, I pick up everything, and when you get the eggs and you fight stuff, it's just like the the system is just the the game is just so amazing. And like I'm at this point where all the DLC like comes out every week. They just had a new DLC that was link based. It's all Legends of Legend of Zelda. So you, you get a you can get a, a an armor set that that basically you can look like link and then naviru the little the little cat you get uh wears the mask of mask of majora like he has a he has a thing where you can wear the mask and you can get the you can get a sword and shield which is the master sword and the master shield so it's like 
but and there's tournaments that you can do, but you have to beat the game to do all this stuff. So now I'm all like, you know, do I run through the game? But I really like collecting these Pokemon. I don't know. It's just it's just a really great game. So I find myself like playing, you know, playing that on the bus when I'm going to work or going to school. Like I'll play it, and um, when I get home, I play Destiny. So. Uh, it's just, those are basically the two games that I've been playing the most. And then every now and then, every now and again, you know, I'll, I'll play something else. Um, but, but really it's just those two games have been taking the bulk of my time and I'm just like enjoying the hell out of it. So I'm really happy that you started playing it, Joe, you know, oh, because I, I cannot I, wait to beat your ass. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I can't wait. I can't wait for the beratement. I better get to it, man. So... <laughs> So, Kev, what have you been playing? Well, for me, uh, again, you know, post post Persona, I my repertoire of games has, has increased to four. Well, one I've I've can been consistently playing uh, at work, and that is um, uh, uh, River City Tokyo Rumble. I'm at I believe I'm at the end, and this boss is the bane of my existence. Because you have to fight four dudes at the same time and you can only have one ally with you who basically the only thing that he's good for is to getting is to getting beat up and, and you know knocked out of the fight quickly. So you have to use that time to try and isolate at least one of the one of the four people that are attacking you. And two of them are bobos, if you know, for those of you that remember Double Dragon, you know, the big over muscle bound dudes, you know, with the goatee, you know, there's two of them and there's the main guy who can put you in a pile driver. And then there's this other dude who's mostly like a pain, but he's not all that hard if you can isolate him. But uh, <laughs> see, like no matter how many burgers for, and, and energy drinks and, and, and moves I've unlocked, I, I cannot, I cannot beat this, this, this crew of four to, to, to knock out the game, but I'm still whittle away at it, you know, cause I love me my Kunio Kun games. Uh, of course, Destiny 2, as we've mentioned, I unlocked the, I completed my first exotic weapons quest for the, it's the Surg, the Surg, the Sturg. Uh, it is like this uh, exotic hand cannon, and I'm not really sure if it was really worth the trouble. <laughs> because, I, unfortunately, I compare every – when it comes to hand cannons, everything has to measure up to the sun, the, the, uh, the sunshot. The sunshot is the best hand cannon. I, I don't see how uh, – there may be one better, but the sunshot is like my go-to for for solar-based enemies, you know, boss battles, that type of thing. It is my my overall favorite weapon, hands down, so far. And this one, the one that I got, this the Sturg is a, a it's a kinetic weapon, and it's like eh. <laughs> it's like oh. you know it, it it's 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 impact is not as bad is not as heavy as the sunshot it obvious because kinetic it has no after effects uh it it's knockdown power isn't even as strong as one of the other one of the uh legendary kinetic hand cannons that i have and it's just like eh. You know, it, it it may be good for uh, it, it it may be heading toward breakdown city. I'm I'm not 100 sure ooh. on that. You know, we'll see. We'll see. Have any but of you guys gotten the Mita multi tool yet? Or I have not gotten that? the Mita the Mita quest yet. I have not. I I, I need nope. to look up how to how to 
get that or where to get that because that's one that's another one I want to do. But um, other than Destiny, I've been I started um, kind of had an itch for Muso, so I started Spirit of Sonata. Um, and I'm not very far into it. I completed the first mission, which was a um, an escort mission, and it was pretty cool. The Spirit of Sonata, what makes this one a little bit different, is that this game is a little bit more story based, if you will, than you know the traditional uh, uh, Dynasty Warriors games. It focuses specifically on about th- three people. If uh, if memory serves, or just from some of the re- some of the uh, information I've read about the game, right now I'm playing as the and I, I, I'm not even going to remember the, the names of these individuals, but I'm playing as the uh, this particular uh, uh, feudal lord's uh, advisor or an up and coming military advisor. So I escorted this um, mission, this supplies to the front of this other feudal lord that we're getting ready to to go into combat against. And uh, it's pretty cool. Some of the things that are a little bit different, number one, it has a, a, a revised engine, uh, kind of similar to what's being done with Dynasty, Dynasty Warriors 9 uh, and what's in uh, Warriors All-Stars. Uh, I, that's an, I also have that game. I need to kick that one off at some point, but... Uh, one of the other things that it does that's kind of neat is that uh, the more you use a particular weapon, the more uh, powerful it gets. You can find uh, gems. What they call gems are actually stones, but you can find these gems in the battlefield as you take out enemies and you can take them to the blacksmith and he can augment the weapons to have different kinds of effects. Right now I have like a, a flag spear that I'm using so he's able to clear out, you know, vast amounts of enemies you know he's he's good at crowd control so and there's some there's a like i said this one is more story based so it's going to focus they're going to be focused on maybe like two or three people or it, maybe four i can't i can't recall but. if it mainly focuses on uh, yakamura sonata's life basically it's just all yeah. about that one character it's about the whole uh clan of sonata basically so yeah, but you play you play as like three or four people. That that's that cool. Much, yeah, that much I know. Uh, you play as this uh, this, um, and you're playing on you play characters on both sides of the fight. Oh, that's I know cool. That, but you also, but it's it's focused only on a small group of characters. So that's kind of what makes it very unique. Um, and I'm enjoying it. Uh, the story is, I can see where the story is kind of so starting to go as far as grabbing my interest, but, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to keep plugging away at it. I'm, I'm, I'm digging it for, I'm digging it right now. So the other game that I've been playing has been kind of, kind of like my, uh, go to bed game, uh, kind of like that, my decompress title. And that's everybody's golf. Um, I have gone up Three ranks in everybody's golf so far. Um, I'm still considered an amateur because uh, for those who don't know, everybody's golf, formerly known as Hot Shots Golf, but is always known as everybody. I guess it was known as everybody's golf in Japan. Um, there's a lot of meat to it uh, as far as content and as far as things that you do. Uh, but it's it's 
super fun. And I've been, I, I try to, I've been knocking out at least doing one course a night, roughly. Sometimes I do two. Can you but, create your own character in that game? Yes, yes, you can. And there, there's a, there's a, some fairly. It's not the most meatiest custom creator character creator that I've ever seen, but it is pretty, pretty cool. It is pretty good. Uh, I was trying to make a golfer that kind of looked like me, and some kind of way he wound up looking like uh, Sammy Davis Jr. Uh, oh, Lord. <laughs> and I look nothing like Sammy Davis. Like the candy man. <laughs> it was weird. It was kind of like, uh, uh, that's not the, you know, that's not exactly what I was trying to go for, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep that. <laughs> so. see, see, okay. I was always trying, because, like, Joe was always like, hot track golf's this, hot track golf's that. And I'm like, eh. But I don't know. Like, you create your own character and do golfing stuff, and we can all play against each other. And Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's other there's other activities too, right? Yeah, yeah there's as... fishing. I think there's hand gliding, and I think that and I know for what? sure there's uh, cart cart racing, or not, yeah. not exactly race, <laughs> but you get carts and and things. So, uh, but yeah, everybody's golf is really cool, and, and that's kind of been like my just before I go to bed game. Uh, I'll 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 uh, pop that in and uh, knock out a course or two. And it's really fun, very addictive, and you get everything for everything you do. You're you're powering up your clubs, your power, and you're getting more uh, things that you can use to customize your character. Like uh, I've done two, I've done no, I've done one tournament so far. I won that, and the character that I beat, I'm able to access that character's, uh, I can create like a clone of that character using their entire setup and import their uh, their costume into my character. And it, just, okay. just, just like a whole bunch of cool, cool stuff you can do. So I'm really digging that. So that's been, that's been in my, in my playlist for this week. Okay. Just for so. hints for everyone, um, Samurai Warriors Spirit of Sonata is actually on sale at a retailer. It's at GameStop right now. It's, they're selling the game. Uh, it's on sale for 20 bucks. So if you have any interest in Muso, definitely give it a gander. The used price for a game, if you're able to find it used, is $17.99. So, I mean, that's... Wow. You know, El Cheapo, if you if you want a game on the cheap, uh, it's a it's a good game. Uh, kind of got looked over with all the other Musou games because it's not, you know, like Kevin said, like you know, ten million gazillion characters, big encompassing battles. It, it's more story based. So, and then right now at Redbox too, you could play everybody's golf. You could rent everybody's golf, and if you reserve the game in the on the website or on the app. If you have a Redbox account, you get your first night's rental for any game that you reserve on there for free. So, Ooh. right now, right now. So if 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 Desmond, you want to go out and check out everybody's golf, you can go out and rent it right now. If you have a Redbox, I'm gonna just buy it. <laughs> I'm yeah, just, I don't know if there's a Redbox in San Francisco, so I'm just gonna go ahead and just buy it. If I'm gonna buy. It. I'm gonna play. I'm just probably just gonna buy it. You yeah. know, it's it's a blast. It, it is it is a lot of fun. I I've, I've been into Hot Shots, you know, since the the PSP days. So. That that's kind of been that's kind of been my my jam. Uh, I, starting I love, with Nintendo Golf on the eight bit Nintendo, and this kind of you know similar concept, but a lot more you know it, at least to me a lot more 
variants and the different kind of shots you can do. It's just it's just real cool. I would encourage anybody to check it out. I remember playing like Mario Golf or something, you know, and like, you know, I remember playing that and I was like, okay, you know, golfing games have always been sort of hit or miss with me. But the one the one like I don't play a lot of sports games like I don't play, you know, like I played wrestling games back in the day because that that shit was kind of funny. Um, they were kind of a guilty pleasure, but the one sports game, this is kind of a tangent real quick, is um, Top Spin for Xbox. Like, I really miss that game, you know, or that series, and I really wish that they would bring it back. I haven't really found a really good tennis, uh, a tennis game in a long time, you know? I really wish that they would do something with that series. That's just me, like, saying something, but, but if, um, but if I try Actually, dude, that, that's good. like me and, and, uh, Mario Tennis because I was con- I almost picked up uh, the latest the, the or the last Mario Tennis that came out for uh, the portable system mm-hmm. and everyone was saying you know you don't want to do that it's not that good <laughs> oh, <laughs> and wow. I've been I've been wanting to get into like a you know like a really kind of fun kind of kickback tennis game because like, the last one that I had was for the Wii U. I had that for a little bit, mostly, you know, because my my nieces and nephews were were hanging out and I picked that up and they liked it. But it, I don't know. I, I seem to recall that series being a lot more fun than the past couple iterations that have come out. Because I, 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 I think there was one on the GameCube that was pretty dope. But for whatever reason, Mario Tennis has kind of lost its luster some kind of way just oh it's the developer climax is the developer oh, okay. and they've kind of i would have to hate to say it gone off the rails a little bit so oh. yeah you know they're the original developers of the original hot shots golf if you can believe it or not so hmm. huh. oh yeah that's right i remember the climax thing <laughs> a logo popping up in my on my psp when i would load that game up yeah, but uh, you know we'll have to see if a new tennis game comes out. I know the Top Spin Four team, Desmond. Uh, they've been kind of been wanting to do a game ever since the series has been kind of thrown to the side. And there was a game announced at E3 this year uh, called Tennis World Tour that the previous uh, 2K Czech. Um, was the developer of that uh, particular series for 2K, and then they're working on getting this game out next oh. year in 2018. So, yep, there you go. There is hope. Is it for what system is it for? It's it's going to be for all consoles and PC. So uh, cool. PS PS4, Xbox One, and also PC. I don't know anything about Switch version, but uh, they did talk about it over on uh, uh, during E3. It's being published by Big Ben, which is like a European publisher. It's sort of like a small publisher in in Europe, but the, they do put some money behind what they uh, bring out on there. So, so the dream is alive. It's alive. It's alive. Cool. And speaking of alive, we have some news nuggets. So, Trader Joe, why don't you bring that extra extra news information for our folks? Oh, for sure, sir. So. First news story on the docket. Uh, I thought when I first saw this news story that it was just going to close up like tomorrow, but the Nintendo has announced that the Wii Shop channel is going to be shut down as of January 31st, 2019. So so you got a good year and a half to go ahead, and, and if you wanted anything from the Wii Shop channel on the original Wii, 
go ahead and go for it. Uh, users will no longer be able to add WePoints to their account beginning on March 27th of 2018 on there. And it's kind of important uh, if you still have a Wii available or um, you're able to actually import these games from the Wii and transfer them over to a Wii U system on there. Um, they also stated that uh, that the Wii tr system transfer tool to move content from the Wii to the Wii U uh, will not be taken down, but will probably be taken down sometime after the channel is disabled on there. So uh, this kind of gives you an impetus, listeners, and also us fellow hosts to, if we want to grab any virtual console titles that might be up there on the Wii channel, Wii Shop channel, or any WiiWare titles. Uh, some of the titles I'm thinking about is like the uh, Konami, like uh, like Castlevania Contra, you know, where they reimagine like these old games that's only available on the Wii Shop channel and nowhere else that uh, might want to get to it and you know, maybe make that a focus on there uh, just in case. Any affinity towards anything on the Wii Shop, the virtual console titles, anything you guys? No, not really. Mm -hmm. oh, there, you know, there might have been like some Neo Geo games on there. But, you know, now that thanks to like uh, Hamster and uh, th those 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 tiles are ava available everywhere. So I'm not yeah. too not too worried yeah. about that. Yeah, there's there are some uh, kind of niche stuff that's on the store that uh, if you haven't already picked up, it might be something to kind of take a look. Because, I mean, the, especially the virtual console offerings like yeah, Commodore 64 stuff, they had stuff from, you know, Turbo Graphics. Um, you know, Neo Geo, like you mentioned, arcade games, you know, so there's, a, there's quite a few uh, games and titles on there uh, that are worthy that um, per se are not on other systems as yet. I know I got the original Blaster Master on my Wii um, virtual console along with a lot of the um, Konami Rebirth games, like I said, Castlevania Rebirth, Contra Rebirth. And so it's just worthy to see as far as because they haven't really announced anything yet as far as for the Switch, their virtual console plans. And so hopefully there's some sort of traction there to find out what's going on with that as well. So, you know, if they're going to come up with more titles for virtual console or even announce a virtual console for the Switch, that might take a little bit of the pressure off trying to get these titles in order per se. But uh you know, if you have an affinity towards the virtual console, definitely take a look at this. You got a year and a half. You got plenty of time. So <laughs> now another uh, game title that is cl uh, closing off their online services kind of came as a surprise for me, at least. Um, Gravity Rush 2 online services are going to end on January 19th of 2018 on there. And the following features will be inaccessible uh, following the service termination. That's including sending and receiving challenges, viewing the rankings, uh, sending and uh, receiving treasure hunts, sending and receiving and, and reviewing photo ghost and obtaining dusty tokens as well as its rewards. Now, the big thing is the dusty tokens because the dusty tokens are the uh, thing that allow you to buy additional costumes, talismans, and other rewards. And pretty much once the servers are gone, you cannot do that item, obtain those items in the game on there. So not sure why Sony is uh, creating such a short leash on the servers on this. I, I wouldn't think it's costing them too much money <laughs> to keep these up on there. But uh, they've kind of also taken the same approach with other games that might not have been quote-unquote successful. You know, like the, if you guys remember playing Killstrain at PlayStation Experience a couple of years ago, do you guys remember that? 
I do remember yeah, that. Yeah, I remember. I remember. You know. mm-hmm. Yeah, Killstrain came out, and guess what? It didn't do too well, and they pulled those servers quicker than quick. And then mm-hmm. also Tomorrow Children, if you remember that the free-to-play game from uh, uh, that one developer from Japan, the one that did all the um, – I'm trying to think of the name of the developer off the top of my head. It's, just, it's the one that did all the like the every the shooter and Pixel Junk. There you go. <laughs> that it came out from Pixel Junk, uh, but they brought this uh, MMO game called the um, Tomorrow's Children on the PSN. But that game didn't do all too, too hot. So and that game is basically an online game, and it came out literally like a year ago, and the servers are already uh, going to be up as of November of this year. So. So, you guys have any opinion, uh, Desmond, Kevin, about uh, Sony having such short leashes on servers and uh, taking away features from games? And to me, Gravity Rush Two is a prominent. Uh, you know, if it's a physical release, it's not like the other two games we mentioned on there. I think they should keep the servers up way longer than what they have. So, they're being lazy. Mm-hmm. You know, they still want to. If it's not getting a lot of, you know, money, then they're like, nope, sorry. Which is sad. Yeah, you know, and Gravity Rush 2 was another game that I, I never purchased, but I always intended to purchase. It's one of those, uh, you know, I kind of put it in the in the uh, uh, the same uh, the same vein as, uh, oh, what's that game that where you're the wolf that you have to recolor the world? Okami. Uh, Okami, yeah. It's, a, it's one game that I always wanted to play and never got around to because I did play Gravity, the original Gravity Rush on uh, Vita and thoroughly enjoy the game. So it's wow. definitely one that I want to get, get pick up and play. But just for me, the some of the things that that they're shutting down on the, the some of the server side, not really stuff that I would be doing anyway. I always kind of think of gravity games like Gravity Rush as being, you know, single player focused. And which it is, and I don't even know if I would be doing any of this of this stuff anyway. I, I you know, um, it would for it, it's kind of a it's kind of a, a bum deal for folks that were that were utilizing those services. But if memory serves, I don't think this game it sold okay, but I don't think it did as well as expected. Um, so that I'm guessing that may have something to do with why they're shutting they're they're putting the kibosh on these servers fairly early. Possibly. So you my- know I think that kind of takes a, a that kind of takes a part of the equation because you know I, we say that well it, how much does it would it cost to for these games to to stay up and and I would guess probably not much but when you add this game on top of that game on top of this game on top of that game on top of that game you know the the dollars and cents probably start building up and you you there probably comes a time where you have to look at at look at your how much you're expending in server in server maintenance and upkeep and update and all this other stuff and say okay which which titles are not seeing are we not seeing a return either on user usage or dollars earned and there comes a time where you have to start you know trimming trimming the fat to make way for the lean meat and it sucks when you're one of the people that's using those games and these features are cut off but um well, you know 
that's 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 the kind of how I, I it's kind of how I, I look at it. I mean, I'm still going to get the game. Oh yeah, most definitely. Uh, but I personally can't say that I would have been using any of these online features. Uh, I probably would have. I mean, with. when I get the game, you know, I mostly it was you know when I'm going to get it, I'm just going to try to you know rush through it to get all them costumes. Ha ha. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's about it. I mean, that's that's it. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to stop my enjoyment of the game. You know, mm-hmm. not being able to do it. I mean, the challenges are kind of sad because now I can't challenge people. But I don't know. If, I mean, if people didn't play the game, I don't think I'm going to be able to challenge people anyway. So I don't know. Just it, it's it's sad, but I, I if they have to, like you said, Kev, if they got to trim the fat, you know, it's got to go. You know, it's kind oh, of I just I just hope, you know, I'm going to try to play the game myself before the servers go down to get a better idea of whether these features are something I really care about or not. But I just really hope this is not an attitude that Sony Computer Entertainment Interactive is going to have. Because I, I would be sure the hell if, if everybody's golf server goes down within like a year, year and a half from the game, game's release, that uh, it, it'd be something to where, okay, buy those additional servers. If, if you are trying to reallocate the servers to other games, other titles that are coming out, then that's fine. But uh, you know, don't affect the games I'm owning, especially if they have a lot more of an online component, just because of the fact you don't want to pay for the damn server. So it's like, you know, that's the thing. On it, so I just hope this is not a future um, kind of an attitude that they will have, because you know, you know, Sony's all about the players, quote unquote. So let's uh, see if they com- are committed to the players per se. So, well, well, for some games that like Mag, massive action game, I mean, I think it was a situation that nobody bought it. Yeah. And the handful of people that did buy it, there just wasn't enough to justify, you know, that that number that that number of folks. Um, everybody, like everybody's golf. I don't know how it's doing sales wise, but it's getting a lot of critical acclaim. Uh, so there's some attention kind of behind it. I don't know if that's generating into sales, but. Uh, I would think that probably something like that would probably go a little bit further. That's something that's getting it, at least it, it's in the public eye in some at, at some level. Whereas, like you know, something like everybody you know, Tomorrow Children was it Tomorrow Children? Yeah, Tomorrow was Children, like yeah. hot for like a, a a second, and then it just after it released it just disappeared. So I don't yeah. know if that hype was really able to translate into dollars and cents. And that's why, you know, we got to say, if there's a game out there that you want to see, and this is why, you know, sales matter, not because of fanboy wars, but because if there's a title out there that you have that you really that you really enjoy, um, there's got to be some sales behind it. People have to have to go out and support that IP because of stuff like this. And I think this also makes a case why I personally would like to see an impetus made on going back to, you know, step kind of stepping away from the so many online features so that when a game, you know, when it's a game that that I'm interested in or uh, that has a cult following uh, you know, that may not have been able to generate in sales, but maybe generated a whole lot of talk in, in, re, in on review sites and 
and word of mouth, that type of thing, if there's not so many online services and functions, something like this happens and they have to cut servers, your cut your player, your existing player base is not really all that affected. Okay, maybe they can't see how their friends are doing, but it's still not taking away with the overall enjoyment of the game. So, you know, that's kind of sort of why I, I'm I'm becoming more and and this would probably be a good discussion for a future show. Uh, as games become more and more online based, is is something like this becoming more and more of a concern when it's time to make a gaming purchase decision? You know, am I going to be stuck if once if the if it doesn't pan out and the servers are pulled? Good discussion on that. And another news story I want to kind of talk about uh, is about the, everyone's wonderful favorite battle royale game, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Um, quote unquote, according to a uh, story that was posted on Bloomberg uh, with the uh, developers of the game, uh, Blue Holes uh, founder Chang Bung Yu uh, has stated that the developer has been in talks with all major console companies, including mentioning ongoing talks with Sony about um, bringing a PS4 version of the game, uh, making it available after it launches on the Xbox One on there. So um, so surprise, surprise, uh, um, the blue hole and people love money. And I'm pretty sure that with this uh, Battle Royale uh, genre kind of taken off a bit uh, that, uh, you know, I don't think it's like uh, Tomb Raider and Dead Rising where you're going to get a year of exclusivity on the Xbox on there. So we'll have to see if and when. They still got to finish the game first. So mm. <laughs> on that, uh, get this game out on PlayStation 4 and other consoles. And and believe you me, I think it would probably take a lot now versus way back when, when uh, Xbox, Microsoft got this exclusive to come out on their system first on there. So we'll have to see. Uh, when the game will come out for other consoles. And some e people were thinking even a Switch port might be something <laughs> to look at, but I'm not entirely sure when that will work. I know that the game's a resource hog on PC right now from what they said. So here's and, and here's something that, I don't know, I think maybe Microsoft kind of dropped the ball. I don't see why they could not secure this as a permanent console exclusive. As as much attention as pub because PUBG kind of is one of those. This is just my opinion. The gameplay doesn't appeal to me, so I'll likely never never play it. But is this type of this this type of game it, it seems like it's one of those lightning in a bottle type situations. Where you know you strike, it's struck, it's grabbed a whole lot of YouTubers' attention. Is through those YouTubers, more and more people are jumping on. What they say it had it it knocked uh, Dota off the top. You know the top perch as far as most Twitch Twitch channels, uh, simultaneous Twitch channels in usage. Um, I don't know why Microsoft did not just pull up with the Brinks truck full of money because <laughs> everyone talks about how much money Microsoft has and just secure this game as a permanent 
PC Xbox exclusive. I, I, I don't know why they just didn't go ahead and do that, given how popular this game is right now and the utter lack of exclusives on the Xbox console platform as it is. It, it see you know i don't i don't know um i think this was an opportunity missed we'll see how it, we'll see how that uh, how that plays out maybe they're saying well by the time it comes to other consoles you know the will the thrill be gone and folks have moved on to the next big latest and greatest i don't know maybe they they didn't think it was a um a, a bet worth taking but it would just seem to me that given how much attention this game is getting, how many millions of you active users are on there, this would have been a great time to secure this as a console exclusive, have PC, you know, PC, Steam, Xbox, you know, Windows 10 crossplay and say, hey, if you want to if you want to play this game, you either got to have a PC or an Xbox. That's the only way you're going to be able to play it. I think this was a, a missed opportunity. But well, I think at the time, uh, Microsoft didn't know what they had, you know, as far as the exclusivity on this thing. And by the time it blew up it'd probably take a lot more money and a lot more effort on their part to get an exclusive. And, and like I said, I think uh, I think they want to get their game on every console possible with the fact of the, what's been gone so far. It sold 13 million copies on PC, yeah, 13 million copies. So it's it's uh, surpassing stuff like uh, GTA 5 and, and Dota 2 and the number of users on Steam. And so basically they're trying to deal with everyone. They want to work and get the game in China. And so they're working with Tencent. Um, you know, working with Sony, of course, you know, so they're going to probably pursue every opportunity they can for this game. So I still have to agree and, with well, Kevin, that, though. That's because, where the Brinks truck yeah, full of money comes I have in. To, yeah, I know. I have to, uh, <laughs> money is Kevin money. I, you it's know, like, I don't care how if, if I've got a product that only two people are or two two platforms are going to get. And if the money if the money is right, that's just less work that I have to do. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I agree 100%. Yeah. You know, get well, the money, that money. Get the money. Yeah, it, it's the money. It, it's it, if it, and maybe Phil Spencer's promotion to, you know, what is it, vice president of of games relations or something like that where yeah. he's answering directly to uh the CEO of Microsoft maybe this promotion will will kind of loosen up the 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 purse and maybe Xbox can start sitting at the big table at Thanksgiving dinner instead of the little kids' table. But it, 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 this, to me, just seems like you know an opportunity missed. As yeah. far if they're really serious about, we have to let's let's do what Nintendo and Sony are doing by hitting our customer base with compelling exclusives. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You got that and, money, use it. Well, and speaking of which, the popularity of the Battle Royale format, the Fortnite Battle Royale, uh, the free-to-play uh, version of the game that just came out uh, this last Tuesday had, in the first 24 hours of availability, had 
1 million players in the first 24 hours, encompassing both the PC and, and both Xbox and PlayStation consoles on there. So, um, so it looks like they are kind of riding that, that train. They jumped on that train in the back. It's like the hobo running, grabbing, getting on that PUBG train on there, getting some uh, uh, interest in their game on there. So this uh, subgenre, it's not uh, mode in their game, Fortnite, has had quite a bit of interest. Uh, in fact, I remember reading this last week that the, their matchmaking was having a hard time uh, keeping up because of the fact the amount of people trying to play this game online. So, on that, and I, I haven't downloaded the game. I was too busy this last week to even give it a shot. Uh, are you either of you two interested in downloading and playing this thing for free just to kind of give it a shot, or are you kind of still kind of uh, uh, definitely taking it? Definitely going to wait. And, no, no, no. You definitely? I'm, I'm definitely going to try it. See, because here's the thing. For me, it just shows that people like to run around and do bullshit. Seriously. They just want to run around, kill people, loot, and do nothing. Seriously. They, people like that. And, and the fact that you can just run around and kill each other and put weird shit on your head or, you know, like people just want to. I think the reason why Battlefield or, um, you know, mayhem or whatever the fuck it's called, the battleground type of things are really good. It's because people can really just work off some steam. You know, you, you, you <laughs> seriously, you, 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 you parachute or however you're going to get into this area, and then you just run around. You literally run around for about 15 minutes, however long the match is. You try to kill as many people as you can, or try to loot as many people as you can, and then it's over. It's it, it's a no brainer. You know, yeah. and I think that's the thing. You know, there's no story. There's no nothing. You just you just you, you literally just interface, you know, how you want, when you want. And it's done. And I think that's why people enjoy it. You know, there, there, there's no compelling you to play this game. There's nothing. You know, there's there's not a compelling story. You know, I mean, gr granted, the gameplay, you know, the, the, the gameplay could be fun. But if they're all generally you know, running the same way, and you only have a couple of things that are different, you know, like, because uh, you have the PUBG, that's, a, you come in, you can loot everything, you can do whatever you want, and you just run around and shoot each other, try to kill each other, and then, and then, like, you know, last person standing wins, I guess, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. And then, uh and then Fortnite just changed it up. All they did, literally, all they did was just add their base building aspect of it, and that's their twist on it. I would love to see a... A Destiny version of this, or or a or a Skyrim version of it, or, or whatever. You know, it's just this genre. You know, is is becoming is building itself, so to speak. You know, and it's a genre that's been there for a while. It's just been, you know, on PC only, and it's been like modding type of things. You know, it it grew in mods, and now now you know people are. It's no longer underground, and people are saying, okay, people really want to to play this. How can we give this to the masses? You know, do do a lot of the people have PCs or, or, or consoles? I mean, it, it was only a matter of time for this to happen, you know. And and that's what and that's what it comes down to, you know. The only thing that I worry about is is if developers say, "Hey, this type of game garners this many people, and we want to monetize that, and that's it," you know, and then. I, I am worried about the oversaturation that's going to happen eventually because people are going to try to it's going to become a cash grab. People are going to try to people are going to try to build systems to 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 get money from that genre. 
you know and i feel that you know people who are trying to make you know you know other types of games are going to um are going to uh, have a hard time getting the funding to to make those games if it if it doesn't have this element you know or or if it doesn't try to you know cater to that so that's what I'm worried about, you know, because, you know, if if money is finite and it and it and it sort of is, you know, and development staff can only work on certain things, you know, if if the battleground quote unquote genre becomes, you know, a, a big enough moneymaker, you know, will will everything now have a battleground aspect? You know? So that's just me playing devil's advocate for it. But yeah. again, I think the reason why it works is because it, it appeals to the lowest common denominator. You know, and that's just people that just want to come in, cause havoc, you know, loot, and then just have fun, you know, and that's it. There's, there's, there's nothing else. You know, there's no good story. It's nothing. It's just you run in, you kill everything, you loot everything, then you die, you know? And, yeah. And there's a certain <laughs> amount of, there's a certain amount of, you know, just, you know, um, what is it called? There's a certain amount of, you know, ease cathartic catharsis. Yeah, yeah. I think you know, it's, like like a something that's uh, relaxing. Yeah, I guess maybe. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, you're 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 one hundred percent right. It's relaxing. You have a hard day. You come home. You 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 boot up. You kill a bunch of people. You loot, loot a bunch of things, and then you're like, huh, you know. <laughs> and I think that's well, why people like it. Well, there's some aspects too of camping and stuff too, where people actually hide out and wait for the kind of fervor to die down and kind of do it that way as well. Yeah, so no, there's, there's that's another thing, you know. There, I'm not saying there's not multiple ways to play the game. It's just uh, yeah. the, the core of the game is that you just kill everybody. You know, you just kill each other. That's it. You know, and and please, you know, in the comments or whatever, let me know if there's something else that I'm missing. You know, but but from from what I've read and what I've seen. That's all it is, and there's nothing wrong with that. There yeah, really isn't no. anything wrong with that. You know, if you love it, go play it. I'm just worried that if if it becomes too too hyped up, that that's all we're gonna start seeing for a while. I mean, I don't think it's gonna happen like 100, percent but I just have a feeling that you know after two two um th- uh two games, you know, have shown that it, it can be done. You know, other developers are gonna take note. You have the PUBG, and then Fortnite. Yeah. Literally, all Fortnite did was just add that that's all they did you know before before PUBG really hit i didn't hear word one about fortnite having this mode and then within within like a month or two boom it's there and they got over a million people i mean come on people take notice of that stuff you know we'll have call of duty black ops 4 with like battle royale mode or something oh yeah (laughs) we're gonna have infinite warfare with it we're gonna have you know we're gonna have all you damn it we're gonna have it mark my words what Mario Battle Royale? I don't know. <laughs> you, you, you think I'm lying? You, you, I no, seriously, it's gonna be Bedlam in the Mushroom Kingdom. Trust. <laughs> yeah. Princess Peach coming around stabbing mushrooms, mushrooms in the head, and see, slitting no, Mario's it? throat. Yeah. Watch out for that toad, man. Yeah, you see Toad. Yeah, Toad. Toad. All see. I can see now Toad camping out with a whole bunch of other toads. You know, because he he kind of hides there, look, look, looking like a ta- looking like a uh, a mushroom. Hops up, kills Luigi, goes back to it. I'm telling you, Metal Gear Solid up in here, the Phantom Mushroom. Wait, for yeah, it. <laughs> the Phantom Shroom. <laughs> you think I'm playing, but it'll come up. <laughs> 
it'll it'll be part of Mario Party ten or, or fourteen. <laughs> hey, trust oh, me. God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All parties, right. Well, parties against the kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> and, and circle back to our um, backlog discussion that we did mention this game previously, but uh, Senran Kagura producer uh, Tenshiro Takakaki, uh, he visited E3 and uh, went at the Tokyo Game Show. Uh, Dual Shockers had an opportunity to, to talk with him, and he says that he wants to make a game for his female fans. I guess when he went to E3 during this year and got to meet a lot of people at E3, he found that a lot of people that like the Senran Kagura series are female on there, so that he would like to try something that will um, attract them and be able to figure out but he says he's unsure right now he doesn't completely understand what female fans want so he wants to investigate on what they're looking for in the game first he will not start a project before he completely understands what the female fans would like for him to create so any thoughts you guys as far as uh you know maybe a senran kagura for the ladies you know with big you know um it'll it'll be senran kagura bl edition guarantee (laughs) Guaranteed. <laughs> I mean, hell, if he's listening to folks and these people want it, bring it. You know, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, I like that he's saying, like, I don't know what they want. You know, like, if, if, if he's finding out that there's a lot of ladies that like it, hey, you know, this is your chance, you know, to basically tweet him and be like, hey, we want this, we want that. You know, if he's like, we want to take note when um, when developers say stuff like that. Like, I mean, I'm, in, I'm, they're interested, but they don't know. Fill them in, you know, yes. at them. let them know, you know, this is, if, if you got someone's ear and they want to find out, let them know. And, and at least he's he's putting it out there that he doesn't know and wants to know instead <laughs> of coming out with something and just be like, well, this this must be what you like, but, <laughs> you know, because this is 100%. what I think you want. Yep. So yeah. I'll give him credit for that. But uh, I'm I'm seeing a, a, a BL edition of Sunrock <laughs> coming. You know, uh, it, was, it was it was teased during an uh, April Fool's joke back in 2012 that they had a bunch of uh, sexy dudes wearing nothing but like you know jock straps and like yeah, other assorted wow. items. Yes. So the yeah. foundation wow. has already been laid. <laughs> well, okay then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, okay then. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> All right, and let's transition to another game we kind of talked about in the uh, backlog a little bit. Uh, Desmond's kind of uh, go-to, go-to comfort game. Uh, The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim has announced that they will be bringing out an update. It's going to come out for the special edition, which is on beta testing right now on Steam. And also will be available for Xbox One and PlayStation players uh, early next month. They're bringing out a survival mode for Skyrim. So what the survival mode will entail is that you have to focus on your warmth, your fatigue, hunger, disease, afflictions, and other apps, other things in the game. You will not have fast travel. Your health will not regenerate. So on that. So all of these kind of play into effect. Uh, Hunger will kick in. You have to eat normally like you would in real life. Fatigue. Uh, will affect the venture, so avoid sleeping. Uh, over time, fatigue will be, be, 
begin to decrease available magicka and de decrease the effectiveness of potions and stamina regeneration on there. Uh, if you sleep outside, you will not get any of the well-rested bonus on there. Um, if you do not keep warm on there, you will decrease your health and movement speed, as well as your ability to be able to pick locks and pockets as well on there. If you stay out in the cold too long, you will just straight, at, straight ass die. So you got to stay warm with fires, hot soup, or warmer locations on there, or put on particular armor or clothing. Uh, freezing water will cause a lot of damage to your health. If you take a dip and the water's too cold, guess what? You die. So on that, no fast travel. You have to go everything by either by horseback or by foot. And you cannot regenerate no health. You have to rely on potions, restoration spells, and food to get that red bar back up on there. So uh, to level up, you have to sleep in the bed on there. And so they're adding a lot of different real-life elements to this game. What you think, Desmond? Hell no. <laughs> no. You know, I play games to escape reality. I don't need to, like, be all, oh, shit, you got to go to sleep early tonight. No. Uh -uh. Like, I know some people like that stuff. And that's great. You know, but this this mode is not for me. I'm sorry. No. That's yeah. that's too hard. That's too hard. Yeah, that, I call that the strip the fun out of it mode. Yeah, mm. uh, I'm good. Yeah, it's just mm. nah, bro. I'm, I'm good. Okay, I want to get your take on it. I just saw this and I thought, hey, yeah, yeah, man, survival mode. So yeah, might be another way to play the game. Would you ever think about it, or you want to even think about dabbling into that? I mean, right? I think it would be interesting just to try it out, but yeah. at the same time. <laughs> that's a hard sell for me it's <laughs> like i just like i just i don't want to have to like think too much and that sounds really bad but i just sometimes i just want to play the game and just enjoy the game you know i don't want to have to worry about you know this and that and all no eh. mm -mm. dude uh, i'm 100 percent with you on that i spend eight to ten hours a day thinking constantly yeah when I come home and play a game, I want to turn my brain off and let it rest and ju and just do. Or if I want to think, if I'm playing a game where I have to think about something, you know, it, it has a mechanic or or something that I'm in. I want to think about at least for the duration of time that I'm playing it. I don't, I don't need to worry about the weather. I don't need to check, you know, <laughs> Skyrim Skyrim Action Thirty and find out yeah. if it's going to be freezing where I need to go. Exactly, and then trying yeah. to, it just adds to the complication that I'm just not really, really into doing. So I don't need like y'all love need. it, have fun, work it out, yeah. but it's not for me. I don't need. I hate it when my weapons degrade in games. I yeah. can't stand mm -hmm. that. And you, like and you gonna you gonna tell me that that my, well, I gotta worry about health and feeding myself and eating and sleeping and nah. <laughs> Imagine if they added that to Destiny. You have to sit there and clean your gun for like about five minutes with some sort of mechanic. <laughs> I'd be like, you know what? Yeah. This Destiny was fun for a minute, yeah. but that's about you gotta it. Got to oil your guns. I'd check out that back catalog. Like, I'm done. Thank you. Dude, thank you. Empty your vault and have to clean out your guns and sit nope. there and oil all of them. Yeah. yeah. yeah like you know, well, you have uh, dirt and dust from... Uh, you know, from the EDZ that's building up and your your barrels need to be cleaned out. So you got to go to the gunsmith and buy these oils and, and <laughs> lube, lube your clips. And it's like, nah, well, that no. game sure was fun. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> no. Uh, I, I ain't lubing anything in no game. Hails in no. <laughs> I mean, maybe that what peach thing, that peach game, maybe that. Oh one. yeah, Senator Cargo. So I had to. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe that one, but nah, I'm good. <laughs> nope. All right. And uh, on other news this week, just to switch the subject. <laughs> Uh, Volition, uh, developers uh, of the recent game Ages of Mayhem, has laid off over 30 people this week from their studio, including general manager Dan Cermak. Yeah. On, um, and they've previously had roughly about 200 employees before this latest round of layoffs, so they didn't lay off the entire studio or anything like that. But uh, basically the layoffs came because of the poor sales of the uh, developer's most recent game, Agents of Mayhem. On there, um, the Deep Silver was unhappy with the sales of the game, as is on there. So they haven't shared any sales figures of the open game, open world adventure game as of yet. But uh, uh, on its game's debut week, at least in the UK, which was a slow period in August once it came out, and only managed to grab the number four spot and then quickly fell down the charts on there. So I know it didn't sell too well here in the U.S., either on there but uh, this is their first game uh, being released since being sold to deep silver after um, leaving defunct publisher thq effect now i think uh, the remastered version of saints row 4 came out from deep silver after that but this is the first new game that they brought out since uh, the sale uh, to deep silver from thq so we'll have to see um volition hopefully will you know reload and figure on what they're going to develop next down there they've got a quite a big uh, amount of ip in their back catalog including saints row uh, red faction so i have to take a look to see what they uh, come up with next on there but uh, sad to see that some people did get uh, uh, laid off because of the game uh, any thoughts desmond on this yeah i'm sad you know i've actually played all their games and i actually own uh, Agents of Mayhem and the game wasn't bad I just think it was a little bit too different than what people were expecting you know and I think that's what that's really what hurt it you know um, yeah. I think people I think this was the backlash because people the people knew them for a specific thing and when they didn't get that thing they just were like nope I think that was part of it and I think people just didn't like the aesthetic No, they, they didn't like the aesthetic they didn't like the you know they didn't like the aesthetic. They didn't like uh, the comedy in the game. They just didn't really, or they didn't get the game. And so my it. thing, yeah, to me, if this is based in the Saints Row world, it's like either do Saints Row 5 or just do something else. It's like this is inspired by Saints Row, but they really have been push come to shove. There's only so much game, so much time for people on there. So they should have just really just did the Saints Row 5, I know. I kind of feel bad for them because they don't want to be a one-trick pony developer. It's the same thing like Gearbox, and they just don't want to be cranking out Borderlands sequels. That's why they did Battleborn, but, you know, kind of... It's just it's, it's sad in a way, but it is you know, sad. They, you know, there I get it. You get known for something, and then people only want you to do that stuff. And I and like yeah. so, I feel them. Like I really do feel feel bad for them. But like I, at the same time, I'm just like, you know, and and I just know, I just know at some point they're gonna they're just gonna go back to the well, just like Gearbox, you know. Yeah. And and those I think those games that they make if they make an if they make a, a Saints Row Five. Or they make another Red Faction. It's probably Saints Row 5. If they make another Saints Row 5, 
it'll sell like hotcakes. I can almost guarantee it will. And then once it does, um, you know, we'll get something different. You know, yeah. And I think that's so. Part of me thinks that's sad because, again, I don't think like I like comic books. I thought that you know the the Saints. Um, sorry, uh, what was it? Uh, Agents of Mayhem was just another sort of Saints Row game. You know, just just with superheroes. <laughs> yeah. You know, but people just they, they just didn't get it. Maybe it was the switching on the fly. Maybe it's because people are so used to. Um, playing with other people um maybe it's because it could have been cool to have three people running around except for one people one person i mean but then it really calls into question about uh multiplayer you know is is the multiplayer experience dying in in gaming you know i think that's a really good thing for people to talk about and to think about you know because everything is so focused on multiplayer you know is it is the single experience dying um and i think I mean, to answer that question right now, I think part of it is, and and yeah. I'm I'm a little saddened by that, but that is something to think about and to and to really kind of like ask, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So that's just my that's just my thought about it. Um, yeah. But I I I was sad, like I, I was sad to hear that. Whenever you gotta lay someone off, it just makes me think that you know what's gonna happen. You know, well two things can happen. You know they 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 lay more people off, you know, or they sell the studio off to someone else or the studio closes, or, you know, if they want to survive, they have to just go back to the well. And it looks like they're yeah. going to have to go back to the well if they want to stay. And it's sad. I keep saying that, you know, because I think that they, they tried to do something new and it just didn't work. So I'll give them kudos for, for, yeah. for, for trying something new, but I guess people just did not want to support it. Yeah. Volition, give me, <sighs> Red Faction Gorilla 2. Give me that game, please. So <laughs> I, I don't think it's gonna do that game though, because it's just too far removed. And they're so I know. and they're so known for um uh for Saints Row. So yeah, I think I, I mean easy money easy money is on Saints Row five within this new universe and and I'm fine with that. I'll buy it and I'll play it. Gotcha. So. All right. And then last set of news stories I got uh, for this week uh, in our show. Here real quick, uh, just the PlayStation Plus games for October have been announced. So for the month of October, PS Plus subscribers will get uh, Metal, Metal Gear Solid Five, The Phantom Pain for PS4, Amnesia Collection for PS4. On the PS3, you're going to be able to play Monster Jam Battlegrounds, uh, Hustle Kings, which is a pole game on there and then on the playstation vita you are going to be the games hue and sky force anniversary which is a very cool old school shmup and both of those playstation vita games are crossed by with the playstation 4 version sky force anniversary is crossed by with both ps4 and ps3 on there so also for playstation plus members uh the com- uh, party game that's you is still available for free up until October 23rd on that. So definitely give that a shot. It's like a party game. It's kind of similar to um, some of the Jackbox games on there. You're able to play uh, with your phone as a controller on that. So definitely give that a shot. PlayStation VR owners, um, you're able to download Rigs Mechanized Combat League on there. It's free up until November the 7th on that so those are all the playstation plus goodies available for us this upcoming month 
on there for Xbox Games with Gold for uh, October. You're going to be able to get Gone Home, the console edition for Xbox One on there. That's not going to be available until the end of the month. That's that um, game that uh, basically it's a kind of a graphic adventure where you're able to go back home to your uh, home and be able to kind of piece together what happened to your family on that. Um, also, they have some backward compatibility compatible games available including rayman 3 hd for xbox 360 which is backwards compatible on the xbox one and then they're going to bring out medal of honor airborne which is also backwards compatible uh with games with gold on there and then they're also bringing out a puzzle game called the turing test for the xbox one on october 15th on there so those are the games this month any titles either of you two that gotten you excited for october at all I never thought that I never would have thought that Hustle Kings was about pool. Just, just <laughs> FYI on that. I'm just, I'm a little surprised by that. But um, I because I'm a Xbox. Sorry, I'm a I'm a, a PS PSN owner. I will download everything and they will sit in my library. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, to me, it's like one of the games on my backlog happens to be Metal Gear Five, and I don't know if I'm going to get to that. I know there's an online component to it as well on there you know i like the series before in the past enough to where i might give it a good gander i mean that's a quite a prominent game and especially with the um online component with it there might be a more people playing it's a obviously a highly rated game i know uh, ground zeros was one of the playstation plus games in the past on there so any of you two gonna really dig into Metal gear 5 or you you don't like stealth or is that kind of boat passed already for you I tried Metal Gear 5. I picked it up uh, not too long after release because uh, I wanted to play it. And I like the stories. I just hate the stealth. And I had heard that you can play this. You know, if you want to go in all guns blazing, you can do that. And that's a lie. Because as you're going, <laughs> as you're on your way to a target, you have to bypass other areas. So if you're engaging enemies on your way to your primary target, as you come to other areas, other bases, other outposts, they already know that you're coming because they've heard the commotion from where you started. So it's, it was constantly coming from, you know, getting past one skirmish. Okay, I, I, I had to kill this person. I made some noise, shot this guy. I get to this base. The whole dang place is on high alert. If I can get past that place and get to where my target is, that's on high alert. And I just said, you know what? I, I, I'm running out of ammo. I'm getting killed. Now nah, I'm done. You have to place. You have to. You have to play stealth. And I know that there's someone who's going to show me a YouTube video of okay, all you have to do is this, that, and the other. I get that. I don't like stealth because it's just not my. I'm a, I'm a running gun shoot beat 'em up when it comes to my games and if you're going to give me the option to do that at least let me let me play that way and not have i mean it makes sense the way they have it set up because if you start shooting at one base the other base is going to hear about it when it's not all that far away so yeah you when you come up to the next area yeah you you're you're, you're gonna it's gonna be in high alert it makes sense but it's it i just couldn't I just it 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 was just frustrating gameplay for me. Um, so yeah, that's uh, I'm glad it's 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 a good get for uh, PSN Plus. 
but I will not be downloading it because I've been there, done that. <laughs> or been there, tried that. <laughs> All right, and that will do her. If you have nothing else to add, Desmond, I mean, I'll, I'll probably dabble with uh, MGS5. I already own it, though. I might go trade it back to GameStop and get my five bucks or whatever that way. <laughs> there you go. That's a, that is a reward for PlayStation Plus members, especially if you get a game you actually own. You can go trade it in and still own it. Mm. I know last month I traded a infamous Second Son and got my hot like six bucks or whatever for it. So, uh, you know, <laughs> have mm. at it. Sony just gives you money all over the place. So, all right. But that this concludes <laughs> the news section. On here, uh, Kevin, tell them about game night this week. Okay, so our game nights are at Thursday, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Mm, primary game that we're playing right now is Destiny 2, but if you all have a title that you would like to play with us on, uh, feel free to submit that. You can reach us. On PSN, I am Shonuff. I'm Shonuff Seven. I almost forgot my own PSN ID for a second. I'm getting <laughs> old. Uh, <laughs> I am Shonuff Seven. S H O N U double F. The number seven. Joe is Kamunagara. K A M U N A G A R A. Dez is at Nemo Tigger. N E O N E M O T double G R. You can reach us there on PSN. You can also reach us on social media on the Twitterverse. You can hit hit, hit us up. I'm at Shonuff71. Uh, Joe is at Joe Fongul, J-O-E-F-O-N-G-U-L. Dez is at Nemo Cub, N-E-M-O-C-U-B. And of course, you can, if you have a if you if you want to uh, send your opinion on something that you've heard on our show. Uh, have something that you want to discuss or want to be on the show, please send your feedback, send us your emails at two rather gaming vessels at gmail.com. So uh, you can hit us there for uh, your perspectives and request to be on the show, because as we always say, we are a listener based podcast and that includes interacting with those who partake and listen to our partake of our shows uh, join us on game nights we want to have you guys on the show to interact with us too so with that we are going to bring this episode to a close folks thanks for joining us for episode 20 and we will be back with episode 21 in the meantime you stay you know have fun enjoy your games uh, be nice to each other uh, that is something that we could really use a whole lot of right now. You know, it's just it's uh, I don't want to I don't want to be political and I'm not going to be political. I'm just going to say, let's start treating each other as hu- fellow human beings. That would be nice. Can we try that for once? At least a little bit. <laughs> I can't I can't talk to the Donald about but everyone else. Yeah. All right now. <laughs> All right now. I'm showing up 71. That was Trader Joe, the food max of gaming who maximize your gaming dollar. Ooh, and, uh, 
Bongo. <laughs> and the Bay Area Terror, Dez, a.k.a. Nemo Cub. And we will be back next week. Have fun. Peace.